does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. All right, let's go. to football Friday. I'm out of breath. Forgot my headphones. Who forgets their headphones when they're in radio? It's like the main thing you need. I'm running around this the station here. Good thing nobody's here but us. Anyway, welcome in. Hanging out with you for the next three hours. Uh, it is the wake-up call with KB and Andy. He's Kevin Bowen. I'm Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton hanging out producing today's effort. Fellas, a football Friday. No Anthony Richardson yesterday. Hanging out at practice. Had the red jersey on and everything else. Uh, you have the fighting Irish Notre Dame hat or a shirt on. You're feeling good today. I'm feeling good today. I got some bets I want to get out to the public today. I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to talk some football on a Friday. How's everyone doing? I wish your Giants played with the energy that you're bringing here Ah, on this Friday. Did you take them in your... Uh, unfortunately, Survivor. the in overruled me. Again, we have two entry sheets. We've gone with Chiefs and Jags. <laughs> the in-laws. I know. I know. Wait, you're in a you're in a you're in a competition with the in-laws. Yeah, we're all we're all in it together. Oh, that and, seems like a bad idea, I man, know. doesn't it? Yeah, you know when I told my father-in-law <laughs> last night, I don't agree <laughs> with. Your pick. I'm thinking to myself, boy, good thing I already asked uh, yeah. him for his daughter's hand. You're, bra- you're a brave man. Look at you. Uh, that do- goes south at Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's going to be some issues. Yeah. I do want to wish a happy birthday to my father here oh, on this there we day go. of there we go. September 22nd. Everyone's having a birthday in September. I was going to say, Mark Dykton, that yeah. is something you are celebrating, correct? Yeah, my, dad, my dad's birthday is tomorrow, so we are nice, heading up to nice, Illinois. Nice. My brothers are coming down from Milwaukee, and we are about this time tomorrow, we will be on the green uh, teeing off. Well, can I ask you something? When do you pop the first uh, Mick Ultra or whatever Ooh. you drink? A high noon for Mark Dyke? Uh, it, might be a, it might tomorrow? be a little higher than noon. I was well, thinking 8, 9 a.m. The way the Bears and Cubs have been playing, that might be like <laughs> shotgunning beers and then we hit the course. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me last night, uh, will you cut up some Pirates highlights for Mark <laughs> to play? I have a feeling Mark might just not be able to find those here. On this Friday morning. We'll get you set. Major League Baseball, just two weekends left here. Uh, Obviously, that wild card picture continues to be very, very jumbled. And did we have an Andrew Luck sighting late last night? (laughs) Is that that about the only interesting thing from that game last night? Captain Luck? What did they call it? What was the the Twitter account? I'm sure you guys talked about it. Captain Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew Luck. I'll be honest. When I saw that image last night, post-game last night, Andrew Luck dressed up up as a whatever revolutionary civil war whatever war you want to go a back soldier. to a soldier correct i was like am i is that a stunt man <laughs> Andrew Luck is playing dress up on Amazon Prime right now, especially after a thirty to what twelve game. No now, one's watching the hundreds of people watching Amazon Prime at midnight when now, he finally hit the TV. Now, after the initial you know, stunned nature that I had to seeing that image, I quickly realized, oh wait, there's a quiz bowl between Stanford and Cal mm-hmm. on the TV right now. Andrew Luck, Richard Sherman, right, a part of the Stanford. Uh, team Tony Gonzalez, Steve Mariucci, a part of the Cal team. Obviously, you have the Harvard grad and Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, kind of quarterbacking it all. So it started to make a little bit more sense. And, of course, I think we mentioned it maybe early this week. Maybe it was last week at this point. Andrew Luck, we know, is out there getting his master's in education. Yeah, good for him. From Stanford. And so him and his wife back at their alma mater with their two girls. And 
Uh, coaching a little high school football. Did, did you well. uh, did you ever join in anyone around the station here? And I know there's moving parts and moving people since Andrew Luck has been the quarterback here in Indianapolis. Did anyone join in in the Andrew Luck book club? You know, I was never a a part of the book club, but you sure he had as hell, a book club though, didn't oh, he? he? Certainly did. Yeah. You sure as hell. No, I you know I followed the the old Twitter account and would look into the books, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I cannot say I was sitting around in a circle listening to Andrew Luck explain the, what the book club looked like. With the Catlin Stanford and, you know, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic and the Harvard and everything. It was funny. Andrew Whitworth was like, what about LSU? Like, he was in the middle. Like, <laughs> I went to the football factory and I was thinking, I was thinking, is this too much smart on our TV? Yeah. KB, is this too much smart? We need more gut guys, right? That went to an SEC school like Andrew Whitworth. But uh, a mess last night. Not surprising if you guys took the Niners Gosh, and you took. Francisco, they just, uh, just, just week in, week out, they just show up. They get all their guys involved. Yeah, they're there's, good. There's moments where you watch it, you think Brock Purdy stinks, and then you get to the end of the game, and you're like, that was a really efficient night and a hell of a ball he threw to Debo Samuel late to, I guess, ice the game. I don't even know if it needed to be iced at that point. But three weeks into the season, San Francisco scored 30, 30, and 30. And it just seems like I always want to – judge them, particularly because of the quarterback. And I just don't fully believe in that. But when you've got the trio of McCaffrey, Samuel, and Kittle... Boy, you don't need a whole lot at that position. And obviously their defense speaks for itself. Yeah, and the McCaffrey trade has absolutely worked out right. for them. I mean, He's been healthy. You, yeah, you can yeah. talk about, it's funny, you know, they get the the shame of drafting Trey Lance and giving up all of that, infor, uh, and all of those picks, right? And all that capital to go out there and get Trey Lance. You got to give them at least a little bit of credit for getting Brock Birdie. <laughs> sure. Somewhere yeah. along the line, you got to give them a, lot, a little bit of credit. So they're really good. Is and then 13 in a row? Right? Is that, is that what it is? Wins in a row for them? I mean, they're going to be sitting there, NFC Championship game, unless there's some major injury, you know, they're going to be sitting right there. So and we shall pro- see. We're two weeks away from them being part of probably the most marquee game on the schedule thus far, Cowboys-Niners on Sunday Night Football in a couple weeks. Where's that, that one? That's in San Francisco. Is it? So rematch, rematch of the divisional game <laughs> last ESPN year. ESPN will still t- be talking about the Jets. It's like, yeah, can't, can't we talk about another game? By the way, I don't know if you saw any of the pregame. I mean, all those former players just took 15 minutes dumping on Zach Wilson, which was fantastic. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I did not. Now, granted, you didn't watch Amazon pregame? If they would have marketed the ki- quiz bowl a little bit more, maybe I would have. You'd have been involved in that. Tune in to that. Uh, it's a big Friday practice. And by the way, good Friday morning to you. So it's be a nice night. For high school football week, gosh, what are we, week six? I feel like we're about two-thirds of the way through the high school football season. Greg Greg Shaw, of course, at eight. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts at nine. Um, I'd say much more so than the first two weeks of the year. This is a big Friday injury report, and it's big in Baltimore. Uh, you know, I know we had uh, Tim Barbalay song yesterday in the nine o'clock hour to go over some of the Ravens injuries. Um I mean, we are talking notable, notable Ravens. I mean, yes, it's not Lamar Jackson, it's not Mark Andrews, but uh, some all pros on both sides of the ball, some high draft picks on both sides of the ball. And then for the Colts, Anthony Richardson, I think it's fair to say at this point, Andy, it is unlikely that Mm -hmm. he will play on Sunday. There's two sides to the Richardson dilemma. Does he pass concussion protocol and does he have enough practice reps during the week where you feel comfortable playing him on Sunday. Technically, he could still pass through the protocol. It is unlikely, based off past precedent, that guys miss the first two practices of the week and then pass through it by Sunday morning. 
But again, technically, him and Ryan Kelly could. But I'll go back to the other angle of Richardson in this week. Does he have enough practice reps? And for those unfamiliar with how the NFL practice week works, first and second down on Wednesday, third down on Thursday, more of the red zone focus today, the final practice of the week. And today's just about an hour session. The earlier days, Wednesday, Thursday, you go about 90 minutes, you go about two hours. Those are your bigger practice days of the week. You know, Friday can oftentimes be a bit of a veteran rest day for some of these guys. So the fact that he's missed just a 75, 80, whatever percentage you want to throw out there, chunk of practice. I think it's fair to say uh, Minshew Mania on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I, and listen, I'm bummed by this, by the way. I think that's the way I view it, and it's nothing against, like you said, Minshew Mania. I'm just bummed we're not going to get another data point with Anthony Richardson. I'm bummed. That's the perfect way yeah, to describe uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to get that data point. We're not going to get him, you know, on the road in a hostile environment. We're not going to get him versus Lamar Jackson. We're not going to get all the hoopla leading up to this game because he exited the Houston game so early, and you know. I don't know if people feel like this. I would say they don't, but maybe on Sunday, maybe even today on a football Friday here on The Fan when the realization sets in that you do have a quarterback now that in the third game has missed the third game, right? In week number three, has already exited week one, has already missed the majority of week two where he was going to put up fantastic numbers and make you feel all tingly and have blood rush to places that hasn't whoa, rushed whoa, to geez. in a long Long time, and and then and then we think you were going there at well, seven oh nine. I, I, I mean, listen, Friday it's morning. been a long night, and then yeah, and then you have week three where he, you know he's just simply not playing. And you're seeing yeah. Bryce Young's not going to play, which I think we'll get to that later on because I have an Andy Dalton take. Yes, an Andy Dalton take here, but I take the over. Uh, but I'm I'm just bummed that we're not going to get that data point and the Minshew stuff and the conversation around Minshew. You like him. You don't want to see him play, and I have a couple t- different takes we can get to with Gardner Minshew, but it's going to be him on Sunday. I mean, at this point, you're not you're not going to throw AR out there with absolutely no practice, getting ready for the Baltimore Ravens defense. Yes, yeah. right. I and think throughout on. the week, I've made it pretty clear like where I'm at with Richardson and his playing style and his injury situation, and it's something that, in my opinion, you'd be naive to try and ignore or try to just pass off right now. Is not something that you at least have your antennas up about, but. To your point, Andy, you know, this to me is such a great challenge, even with their injury situation. And they're probably a little bit, I don't know, you can make a case they might be more banged up on defense. I, I might say they're a little bit more banged up on offense than they are on defense. But from a road environment, from a exotic, sophisticated defense, um, this to me is such a great challenge. You know, in, in a way, it's almost like, you know, when you play Houston last week, you know, Anthony Richardson, given all their injuries and just I just don't think they're good at all, Houston. It was almost like a training wheel type game. Whereas, you know, Sunday, it's a little bit of get the training wheels off. And it might be, you know, 465 at rush hour at times <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of controlling in all the of that. In the construction zone? Are we in the sure, construction? Yeah. That damn construction right zone? Over by, When's that over, by the way? Uh, Do they have any idea? Yeah, we forgot to tell you. It's never it, over. Okay, that's what, I, that's what I thought. In Indianapolis, <laughs> particularly on the northeast side, where I know you've been venturing to. So, I, I that to me is just... You're bummed of you know the 17 games on the schedule. If you're going to say, "Hey, pick the ones you really want Anthony Richardson to play in," right? Sunday would be very yep. high, if not the highest on the list. But I'll echo what I said yesterday. 
given it's Richardson to Minshew versus Ryan Kelly, who also missed has missed two practices now, to Wesley French making his first NFL start in all likelihood on Sunday, you could make a strong case you'd rather have Kelly than you would Richardson if you're just talking about the short term of trying to win a football game. We're talking about the drop-off. On Sunday, because it's such a drop-off. Again, we talk about the unique nature to Baltimore's defense. And let's do watch the Kenny Moore participation today at practice. He was limited on Wednesday with a knee injury. He did not practice yesterday. Mm. Typically when you see a guy limited Wednesday, mm. no practice Thursday, that is a little alarming. Yeah, he's going backwards. Now, That's what you think. Kenny is a guy that was at practice yesterday. He has certainly missed practice time in his career and still played in a game. So he falls into the category of guys that probably don't doesn't need a lot of work. But Andy, Zay Flowers, the rookie for Baltimore, has been outstanding this season, particularly um, after the catch, and you talk about maybe some inclement weather. I think tackling is going to be a premium, and the Colts, I thought, struggled from a secondary standpoint in tackling last Sunday. So that is one that I think we should watch on this Friday afternoon as well. Yeah, a lot of injuries. I know Clowney was back for the Ravens yesterday. That so was the, it, right? They, yeah. They, all the other big names, though, were yeah, out Yeah, all them. the other big names are sitting out. So we'll see what happens there. And they have a couple guys that are just simply going to be out for a little while. Uh, so you're not going to be getting the total A team with Baltimore. Are we watching the weather? Okay, so there's three games. I know the Jets and Patriots, and I know Baltimore and Indy, and there's another one. I cannot remember which one it is. Yeah, there's a thought that it's going to absolutely... Buffalo and the Commanders? Maybe it's Buffalo and Washington are going to be absolutely bothered by the rain coming off the ocean. Yeah. Tropical storm? Yeah, I was trying to look into this a little bit yesterday. Um, It sounds like the mid-Atlantic area will be hit very hard tomorrow. And then some of that lingering into Sunday. Heavy, heavy rains. Heavy winds as well. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of reports that maybe it might be more in the northeast part of the U.S. by Sunday. You know, again, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Obviously, you can just tarp that thing in Baltimore until Sunday. But if, if there's lingering wind, you know, that would be something that would keep an eye on because Gardner Minshew, if he is the guy, arm strength is definitely not his forte. So cutting the ball through the wind uh, will be something to watch. And Lamar Jackson has been a very efficient thrower this season um, as well. So... You know, weather is probably something. If you want the Colts to be in this game late on Sunday, I would think the inclement weather would be something you would want. I, I guess, but they only have one running back. <laughs> I guess that's well, the other. This would be a nice Jonathan Taylor game. They do only for the have Colts. One, one running back, but again, if footing is an issue with <laughs> right. a wet field, Lamar Jackson maybe isn't as dynamic as he can be, and 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 cutting and, and those sorts of things. So rains went up um, quite a bit. I looked on the app yesterday, the Apple app, which you hate. Uh, uh, you said such that such a worthless app. Uh, so sad. Well, they they bought Dark Sky, if you remember, if you paid the couple dollars a year for that. Saturday, I mean, it's 100% rain. It's going to rain all day. And then Sunday, so yesterday we talked about this. I had the, I saw, looking at the, the Doppler, looking at the radar, it looked like it was going to end about 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and right now it's got it more of ending around game time there in Baltimore. So Saturday and Sunday morning, at least leading up to kickoff, you're going to have just straight rain getting ready for this game. Yes, Saturday again, the heavy, heavy rain. It's Sounds like Sunday, maybe a little bit of a lesser chance, but obviously something to monitor as we get closer to 1 o'clock on Sunday. I am Kevin Bowen. He is Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton is with us as well. Again, Greg Rakestraw joins us coming up at 8 o'clock. Voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor at 9. We'll get you set. We got a little... 
college football tonight. Purdue trying to end the losing streak of all losing streaks as they welcome Luke Fickle and the Badgers into Ross-Aid. And obviously a big one tomorrow in South Bend. Good Friday morning to you. Thanks for tuning in. It is the Wake Up Call. KB and Andy on 93.5, 107.5 The Fan. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, coming up in about seven or eight minutes, we'll get you that Andrew Luck sound and keep talking about the game. Uh, Your morning check down. KB, do we need to just get out of the way and let Mark Dighton say what he needs to say about his gutless Chicago Cubs? A man of integrity would be playing Pirates highlights right now. (laughs) Gutless coming from a Giants fan right now. Well, listen, I'm not saying they're not gutless. They're gutless. They spent millions of dollars on an offensive line, and they're either hurt or they can't stop anyone. I mean, they, they ushered Bosa to the backfield time and time again. Yeah, we're all gutless. Mark. No, I'm worried about the Cubs with their bullpen because once again the Cubs finally cut a lead down to like a couple runs. Like, okay, they could do this, and then the bullpen comes in and gives up a three-run homer. Nick, well, there that goes. So it's not great. They've lost two out of three of the Pirates. They lost to the Rockies last week, oh. so it's not looking great. And, and now, now the got, Rockies now the Rockies here again. This weekend, right? So and if the ever Reds. there was a uh, need for a series sweep, this would be it. Uh, but three series left, uh, but they're falling back to the pack, and I'm not exactly very excited. I think the bullpen is toast at this point. And the Reds have the Pirates now coming up this weekend. So wild card picture here with three series to go in the Major League Baseball season. The Diamondbacks are in second. They are up two games. Again, three wild card spots. Phillies are first. Diamondbacks in second up two. Cubs still in third, but they are tied with the Marlins. Do have the tiebreaker over the Marlins right now. The Reds are a half game back. Yeah, and so here's what it looks like. Miami, and this is this is the biggest problem that Mark has, is they ruined their series with Pittsburgh, who had lost like, what was it, like 14 out of 15? 9 of 10, I think. Not yet. I knew it was some ridiculous number that I saw on Twitter. Maybe, Mark, you even put that out last night. But the Cubs have three with Colorado, then they go at Atlanta for three, and then at Milwaukee for three. Okay, so that's not easy. Miami, they have the Brewers for three, at the Mets, their season's done in New York. For It's been done for three. And then in Pittsburgh for three. The Reds have Pittsburgh at Cleveland for two and at St. Louis. So if you look at it just on paper, and again, that's not where it's played. Yeah, the tell Cub- that to the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> the Cubs have the most difficult remaining nine games out of anybody. Uh, Indianapolis Indians, final three home games of the season. If you want to go catch them, 705-635-135 each of the next Three days. All right, last night, Thursday night football, we thought Little Gas could make a difference for the no, Giants. He could that not. Did not happen. What? It was 17 12. I mean, did it, did it reach the fourth quarter as a one possession game, or was it? Yeah, two the Giants at that had point? a couple drives in the fourth, but they just can't do anything, and the defense stinks, and they don't have an offensive line. I'm tired of it. <laughs> They just don't have an offensive line. It's the same thing. Andrew Thomas chilling Shame on the sidelines. About your Giants, Matt Breida, seventeen. You want to know where? You know the Colts had the debacle of Deion Jackson in Week One, right? And then they came back, and and Moss had a good game and everything else. Here are the Giants' rushing numbers: they had twenty nine yards on the entire night. Breida four for seventeen. Daniel Jones two for five. Gary Brightwell four for one. And Dykton's favorite quarterback Tyrod Taylor had a two yard rush. Gary Brightwell is he running for? <laughs> Congress here coming up in a few weeks. Oh, is IBC talking about him? They're going to crush him. Yeah, twenty to twelve uh, entering the fourth, uh, and then the 49ers just you know pretty They're much good, ice man. the game. Thirty to twelve, a final there. They're thirteen. 
13th straight regular season win. Their big three did it. Debo Samuel, 129 yards receiving. George Kittle, 90 yards receiving. Christian McCaffrey, 85 on the ground, 34 through the air. Again, impressive, dominant performance by the 49ers. Yeah, just quickly, a couple for me, some local things. Evan Hall out for the season. Uh, we haven't we haven't mentioned that at all. Did we mention that yesterday? Well, I thought like that came out later in the day, did it not? It's kind of odd. Shane Second said last week that he was not going to be out for the season. So uh, maybe a question for Shane later today. I guess the meniscus changed. The data changed with the meniscus. Uh, and then Buddy Heald, I don't know. We talked about this yesterday as well. Coming out later in the day reports, Mavs, Bucks, Sixers. Three teams that have immediately showed interest uh, for, your, for uh, your boy Buddy Heald. Boy, we said it yesterday. I mean, there will be... High level teams that have interest. Oh, in Lakers he is might the be involved. Ideal. Sure. We yeah. are a piece away. Shooting, durable, etc. Expiring contract. All of that. Something to continue to watch. Lastly, college football preview for this weekend: Purdue and Wisconsin tonight in Ross Aid. We'll see if the Boilers can give a better home effort, certainly than they did last week against Syracuse tomorrow night. Indiana and Akron. I like the jerseys that IU. Will be dawning tomorrow. Some black jerseys for the Hoosiers. Our coverage will begin at 6.30 over on WIBC. And then, of course, in South Bend. Did you guys see the guest picker for college game day? I did see the guest picker, and I think it's a great I think it's a great option. I agree. Okay, good. The star in the movie Rudy. I don't know if the star, but certainly turned in to be quite the star. Uh, Jamie O'Hara was the character in Rudy. It will be Vince Vaughn on okay. set coming up. Tomorrow morning for College Game Day. Obviously, you'll have the Pat McAfee show up there later today. And then, of course, tomorrow night at 7.30, the Irish and the Buckeyes, a three-point underdog, Marcus Freeman. Does Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame is the best quarterback-running back duo in the NFL, or uh, college football, I should say. I also feel like they might have the hottest head coach quarter, <laughs> quarterback combo. Hey, Mark, he's done that three times this Does week. That Has he not? No, you've made the joke. I knew exactly. I almost finished your sentence. I swear to you. But I'm like, well, maybe he's going somewhere else. <laughs> Does that matter? Does that help with recruits? I mean, Does that help with moms? You know what? You know what helps with recruiting paying kids. So as long as Notre Dame is paying well, kids, 40, they'll be fine. It's a forty-year decision, not a four-year decision <laughs> yeah, at Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a four-year decision. Yeah. Marcus Freeman's recruiting has been pretty good. Yeah. So hey, I, I, I'm very it's usually pretty good. Grateful. We need to have like a Kevin Bowen attractiveness scale in the studio, so you can just. I mean, we know what number one he's is. Hot. What do you want? <laughs> I'm confused by Ryan Day and the dying of the beard. At times, I'm like, is he forty-two or sixty-two? <laughs> That's a great point. I have Notre Dame winning the game, but I, I was going to release that as a pick, Whoa. but I don't I don't want to curse the Bowen family. Okay, I'm getting points at home with Notre Dame, please. Come on, let's go. Well, I'm getting points at home. Are you taking home. them money line or are you taking them with the points? I, I, That's no, two I th- big things I, th- I, think, I think they win the game, so I would take a money line. Gosh, yeah, I mean, I mean, also, how many times are you going to get like 31-30, you know? Come I've never on. loved you more. Well, Pete Sampson disagrees with us, so... He's taking Ohio State? I, I I mean, it sure sounded like it yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there goes my athletic subscription. Gone right there. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, Mark Dykton. Again, good Friday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed it, we had an Andrew Luck appearance last night on Thursday Night Football. In the wee hours. Like, what time was <laughs> yeah, that yeah, on? Midnight. Hours. Like, uh, literally midnight. Well, honestly, for Luck, he probably got the kids down and then just, you know, whatever, drove over Ubered to over. Santa yeah. Clara and <laughs> made an appearance in the stadium. We'll play that audio coming up here. Uh, and then look closer at this game. Colts and Ravens coming up on Sunday. The Ravens defense been particularly stingy 
Benji as of late. Uh, we'll explain where their injury situation is at and where the Colts can take advantage. We'll do that on the other side. It is a wake-up call. KB and Andy, 93.5, 107.5, The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. KB was right on this. It is the last day we move into fall today. Today's the last day of uh, summer. It's the 23rd, I think, actually. How about that? It's tomorrow. How about that? I am, I am chuckling. Google that. Chuckling at the re-entry from Mark Dykton. Was that what Andrew Luck was playing in his car Probably. rolling up to yeah. Levi Stadium last uh-huh. night? Either that or like orchestra music or something from like a musical. Mannheim Street Steamroller. Yeah. You guys know that reference? So it was either Slim Shady Mark or the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra, which uh-huh. I can see Andrew Luck certainly like having some sort of relationship with. Maybe it was like an orchestral version of like Eminem songs. Maybe oh, that's what it was. I could, I could Metallica did something with the San Francisco Symphony. Did you, did have you ever heard something like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. But it sounds like that mm-hmm. actually sounds Have you like, ever heard that, that Mark? Really good. It's actually mm-hmm. it's actually very good. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, it's very good. But yes, uh the summer ends tomorrow. So today But it doesn't really end, right? No, I mean, it doesn't end. I feel like we get I mean it's gonna be great summer weather this weekend. It better be. It's going to be up in the 80s. Enough weather. We can we can do weather some other time. Well, we dip uh, down we into need, like yeah. ne- this is like the last gasp. I think then we're like lower 70s, mid mid 60s well, next week. We might have some weather on Sunday that we can't totally ignore. Uh, but yes, Andrew Luck made an appearance last night post game Thursday night football. Uh, he not only made an appearance, he was wearing. <laughs> I think we all in this market realized that we had to go through years and years of Captain Andrew Luck on Twitter. And for some reason, people thought it was actually Andrew Luck. It certainly was not. His profile picture, you know, a little Photoshop. <laughs> Who the hell thought it was Andrew Luck? I'm sorry to interrupt. Who I, thought I, it was Andrew Luck? That, that, it's just a guy on there Twitter. There were people that were asking me, like, can you ask Andrew Luck if oh, this is him? Lord like, he- oh, oh, Lord God. heavens. Okay. So here's Luck last night. I kid you not. Dressed up. Mark, please retweet like a picture something from our show account of Luck at the game last night. Post game, going up on the Amazon set, and he is dressed as whatever. Revolutionary War soldier, Civil War soldier, whatever you want to describe him as. That was Luck last night. Mark, we've got some audio, correct? Yeah, what do you want? We got Carissa Thompson introing him. We've got him answering trivia questions. <laughs> Let's go want. with the intro because doesn't he say something of it's you know I'm yes. I'm happy yes. to be back or uh-huh. something along. Here's Andrew yeah. Luck last night before a quiz bowl in Levi Stadium. Quarterback Andrew Luck is with us, everybody. If you know, you know. Andrew, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here. How have you been? Great. The war is over. 
In Greater Crasters in California. That's quite good, yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. Did he mention Jack Doyle at all? So, so cheesy. (laughs) It really is. I I didn't get a Jack Doyle answer. So, I got a a Carissa Thompson story. She was dating J-Will. Remember that back in the day? She was dating J-Will. I don't know if you guys remember these sorts of things. These Mm -hmm. are the only things that matter in my mind. Uh, You know, her and J-Will were an item. Good for J-Will. Yeah, yeah. And so, they're at the Kentucky Derby, okay? And they're up in Millionaire's Row. The higher you go at Churchill Downs, KB... The, the more expensive the ticket is, okay? The more chance you have of meeting a celebrity, if you will. So they were on floor, oh, I don't know, probably, they're probably either Millionaire's Row or the Jockey Club, if you've ever been to Churchill Downs. Okay. And uh, one of my former producers was blasted. He was really drunk, and he's a big Duke fan. And I swear, KB, he nearly pushed Carissa Thompson out of the way to talk and try to hug Jay Will. How dare you miss that free throw against IU? He was slurring his speech. But I mean, she's a beautiful woman, and he's and he's Jay Will. But he didn't care about that. He just wanted to talk to a Dukey. That's all he cared about. That sounds like a man that's camped out in Shashevskyville back sounds, in the day. It sounds like a man who also had twenty bourbons. That's uh, what it sounds like. It took game fifty-two of Luck's NFL career to miss his first one. Will it just be game three for Anthony Richardson? Is that what we're thinking right now? Oh, Anthony Richardson's not playing on Sunday. You don't you don't view that. I mean, like you don't see it that way, do you? Will Shane Steichen try if he practices today? Will Shane Steichen say, "Well, he could still clear concussion protocol by I mean, Sunday." He could. I mean, I I don't know if we have like access to where you can like turn a TV on. Rappaport has been on the NFL Network giving. No, there's Michael. Pittman. Yeah, there's Michael Pittman giving updates uh, that he's still not ruled out is Anthony Richardson. Which technically he's right. Which, which technically he's yeah. right, but no one thinks in the day and age of concussion. And also, like to me, it might not even be the concussion as much as yeah, how about the young, quarterback reps? Yeah, young quarterback not practicing against one of the top four, five, six teams in the entire league. Again, we're talking about about eighty percent of the reps on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is easily the lightest, shortest practice day of the week. Um, so yeah, he's missed some valuable time. Yeah, and he's been out there, he's been present, but still, uh, Gardner Minshew has been the guy here through the first couple. Of days now, I did hear this. All right, this is what a, a, a fan thought. Again, we're we're gonna go back to the weather. All right, so okay. we, hear, we hear inclement weather in the Baltimore Mid Atlantic area. A fan brought up: Is there any way we could get a postponement on the game? All of a sudden, you're playing <laughs> Monday. Monday or Tuesday, and by that point, Anthony Richardson has cleared concussion protocol. Oh, that would be fantastic! Now, yeah, this I'd is something fine we did see. We did see this. Well, something along these lines. We um, and Colleen Bowen, my, my mother, a Chatard graduate. We saw this Chatard and Cathedral, big rivalry here. We saw this a few weeks ago. You know, former Chatard All-State fullback Joseph Gaines pulls the visiting lights out. This is the hot rumor. Pulls the visiting lights out at Arlington High School. Games delayed. We got to wait till Saturday. What happens? Hard star wide out. He's cleared concussion protocol for Saturday morning. <laughs> he catches two touchdowns. The rest is history. A, a, a folk hero at Chatar, Joseph Gaines, for that effort. So, it was some you know, scandal, whatever. I can't conform, confirm nor deny. Uh, brilliant tactic, though. And now, 
We'll see if something Mother Nature related could happen for the Colts. Yeah, I don't on think Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to be able to to pull the lights at the stadium. Who would be the Colt that would have to do that? <laughs> well, I, would it have to be a, a third Flower stringer tactic. or what? I don't know. Baltimore <laughs> and Indianapolis have not had the greatest relationship when it comes to NFL teams here. I hate to say this. Why do they have Michael Pittman on right now on the NFL Network? I'm, I'm, I'm just he's one, had a decent I, I, start to no, the year. No, he's having a very good start to the season. He's having a better start. He's he's the only guy. Is he on your fantasy team? I mean, he's the only guy producing on your on your fantasy team right he's now. On, yeah, Michael Pittman cer- Jr. He's certainly on one of them. I don't know. I kind of have some some jumbled teams here. Uh, I have two. Just that was two, a shot at Michael Pittman there. Well, I just don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, it is. I guess a little bit. It's prime. It's prime time. I don't know. It's seven forty-five a.m. Why are they going to Michael Pittman? I don't know. It's a Minshew game, right? Doesn't the game lose its steam with Minshew? That's how I feel. I'm not in the Minshew mania thing. Well, I'm on I the AR Richard, the uh, Anthony Richardson mania thing. That's what I want to see. And you know, I, I said this on Monday or Tuesday, Andy. There is a bit of, and I don't think we fully feel this when we're in the present day nature of an NFL season. But you go back to Sunday. The Colts won a football game in which Gardner Minshew played three quarters. If you're talking about the things that matter this season, yeah, uh, that's that's not ideal. Like if you get to the end of the year, and obviously we're not here with Anthony Richardson, but let's just say Richardson has an injury-riddled season and plays half the games. If you get to the end of the year and Anthony Richardson has only added seven, eight starts to his resume and you've won seven or eight games and you're drafting 16th overall, so that pick could be trying to think of the last time the Colts have been in that range. Malik Hooker, like that is not a good season for what you want in the biggest things that matter. To me, two things outweigh any other this year. Richardson getting all the reps he can and growing and developing there. That would be number one. And then number two would be you are in a position come draft time next April to have a guy that goes on the side of your building with Anthony Richardson for the next eight to ten years, I, that and I know wins and losses. It's a loser mentality. All of those things. I get it, and it's hard to kind of go there when we live in such a week to week, you know, basis of an NFL season, and you want to react to these wins. And you know, the Colts hadn't won a you know, multi score divisional game on the road, and you know, what seemed like and years. the Colts want to win. The Colts want to win. Sure, games. yeah, right. Again, Shane Steichen I'm wants not to win. Like this is a universal thought by any means, but it's my thought, and I think it's it's the prevailing one that should be there. For this season, I know internally they, of course, don't care about that. But you know, watching Gardner Minshew, it's a high end backup, one of the best in the league. He's had 24 career starts. I've seen the Minshew thing. I want to see the Richardson yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, Rake Straw going to join us coming up at eight o'clock. Matt Taylor at nine o'clock. Uh, what do you got? You know, listen, what do you guys want to see? What's your gut reaction as we sit here on a football Friday morning, getting ready for the weekend? I think there's two things for me, KB. Uh, just conversation pieces around the game, and I am viewing the game as Minshew, as Minshew starting. Okay, I just am. If it ends up not being that way, and AR is out there, great, and that will lead to a bunch of questions. You know, with him not practicing and clearing protocol this weekend and everything. For for me, as good as Minshew is as a backup. It's important to remember that he's still a backup, right? Uh, to not, you know, it's kind of like our Buddy Heald conversation yesterday. I said, let's not overrate Buddy Heald, but also let's not underrate the kind of player he is. And that's how I, that's how I view Minshew as well. There is the reality that some of the plays, the two plays that they scored on early with Anthony Richardson, 
Shane Steichen cannot use many pages of his playbook on Sunday with Minshew, right? I mean, like, it doesn't mean they can't win. It doesn't mean they can't be in the game. It doesn't mean they can't cover. It doesn't mean Minshew doesn't throw for however many yards and touchdowns. But the playbook does change. The the, kind of the smart Shane Steichen plays, like even the one where AR gets injured, right, in Houston, that play is not in the playbook coming up on Sunday. It's a much more traditional playbook that Baltimore's defense is getting ready for. And then the other thing, and I I don't know if Colts fans will do this, um, and I don't know if our hosts here at the fan will do this or not. I don't know if you'll do this, okay? But Minshew has been built up that they can hang in and they can win games and he has a lot of value and the Jets should trade for him and Minshew mania and everything else. If the Colts go and Minshew plays poor, poorly on Sunday, KB, the reaction to me, if we're going to be at least a little bit consistent, can't be, well, it's a backup quarterback. What did you expect? Right? I mean, like, like we don't feel that way with Minshew, right? You don't feel like all hope is lost with him as the backup quarterback. You feel like you can be in games. You feel like you can be in games against good teams like the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. So for me, I, I feel like Minshew has been kind of kind of built up, lionized, if you will, as as this as there's not the massive massive drop off. You know, with if Richardson is out, fair enough. It's great having that take now. And if he goes out there and he's ten for twenty. 24 with 118 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, and the quarterback position doesn't look very good on Sunday. We can't go, well, he's a backup. What do you expect? Like, well, no, Minshew's valued as more than a than than just a run-of-the-mill backup in the league, right? Yeah, but I mean he is a backup, and that means inconsistency. That, that, that means you aren't I mean, he's what, eight and sixteen as a starter? So yeah, I mean he has he's performances been on bad teams. Yeah. that Hell, this market has seen him where he has lit up other teams. I mean, he was 19 to 23 against Houston, but that's Houston. I mean, you know, training wheels last week, and now again, you're on 465 during rush hour this week. I mean, it's a different situation from what you are going to see. So if Minshew has a wildly whatever inconsistent, the offense struggles to move the ball, et cetera, et cetera, I, I, I'm not going to be shocked, shocked by that because. This is the back of his baseball card. Of yeah, he can certainly move it at times, but he also didn't. He, did he lose both starts with Philly last year? I mean, that's with Philly skill around him. He still lost those games. So um, yeah, I, I I think it's fine to say like he gives you an opportunity, but also that's not a guarantee it's going to be there week in week out, particularly when the support around him is in question and. Even if you want to boil that sample size down to last Sunday, he comes in the game and he is outstanding. The offense doesn't miss a beat for those first three series. Score, score, score. And then what, three points in the second mm-hmm. half? Right. So even within right. the yeah, game, that's a good point. Right. you saw high-end Minshew, and it's not all on him, but then you saw an offense that just hit a wall. And some of that, I think they're trying to milk the clock, of course. Um, but... He's played against this Baltimore defense before. I don't know if that matters a ton. He had a decent game against them. Um, he's gotten the full week of practice so far. But to the point that you made earlier, from a playbook standpoint, you know it is wildly different. I mean, you don't, you know, with Richardson, you have got to have a massive focal point of you know the edge running game, and you know, do you need to spy on passing downs and those sorts of things? You know, the vertical passing game is going to be much more of a 
precision, on point, try to hit guys in stride, and they make plays after the catch, not necessarily you're really challenging stuff down the field. And I'll go back to this Ryan Kelly injury. Because if Minshew is indeed the guy on Sunday, which the expectation is that is going to be the case, Andy, you've got a center in Wesley French making his first career NFL start. You've got a running back in Zach Moss that is not a bounce stuff to the outside guy. He is a downhill right up the gut. So a first career NFL start at center, a running back that wants to be heavy between the tackles, a quarterback that's not going to stress you from a run game standpoint outside, this is where the challenge adds up. Of Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, a really nice linebacker duo, particularly against the run, you know, how do is Zach Moss going to be 4.9 mm-hmm. per carry like he was last week? You know, that is, I think, certainly a question that you have. What can they do that is creative? That's what you're saying. What can they do to score early, yeah. right? Make this a close game in the rain, in the was it the nor'easter? Isn't that what they called it last year? The nor'easter, the rain and everything. What can they do? I guess my Minshew point is we he is some people have built him up uh, to where there is a thought process that the that the drop off isn't substantial, and I'm not I'm not arguing their opinion. What I'm arguing is if that same person, if Minshew doesn't look good on Sunday just writes it off as, well, he's a backup. What do you expect? Well, we haven't talked about him like like, like a, I, I don't know. I guess when I look at backup quarterbacks, I, I view it as you're going to lose a game. That's how I view it. Backup quarterback, you're not going to win a game. Like, I'm going to bet Illinois football this weekend. You know why? Because FAU lost their quarterback. Jesus, dear Lord. <laughs> Pray for might Nikki one, and pray be one for my uh, Hey, listen, you got to pay for some of these uh, premiums on the insurance. You know, you got to pay it some way. Might be Illinois minus 15 and a half. <laughs> is this what Hollywood told you? <laughs> no, he did not give me that one. Hollywood did not give me that one. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. That, that Those are just my Minshew thoughts. I, I'm interested what Shane Steichen does here. Well, yeah, if he I mean, doesn't happen, what creative you, ideas he comes up with. You know, if... Baltimore's going to play a bunch of man coverage, rub routes, crossers. Can you try and get Pittman in space? You know, try and get Isaiah McKenzie involved a little bit as a gadget guy. And your defense is going to have to be really, really stout. And the good news for your defense is, again, all-pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley missed last week. He's missed the first two practices this week. First-round picket center Tyler Lindenbaum from a couple years ago, he missed last week and has missed the first couple of practices. So you're looking at the third straight game with a backup left tackle as the opposing left tackle. You're looking for the second straight game at a backup center. Uh, Grover Stewart, Quiddy Pay, Samson Ebicon. I mean, mm-hmm. the clearly the healthiest unit for really either team right now is the defensive front of the Colts, and they have been outstanding this season, lead the NFL in tackles for loss here through the first couple of weeks. So that, to me, is a big, big part of this. If you can create disruption, reset the line of scrimmage, not let Lamar Jackson get downfield, not let kind of the multiplicity of Baltimore's offense get going, uh, and, and then again, tackling. I, I know it sounds such like an elementary thing, but you know when you have Jackson and you have the option of a pitch, and you know they can give it, you know, a dive. It, basically, it's a lot of guys on an island. And I thought tackling was an issue, particularly for your secondary last week in Houston. If you're worried about footing, couple that with Baltimore's offense. Um, I think it's paramount that tackling is of 
a extra premium this week against Baltimore. Greg Rakestraw going to join us here in a minute. Matt Taylor going to join us at 9 o'clock. They just showed Andrew Luck. Yeah, go ahead. Did no, you go see ahead. the line jump to 8.5? Do you think that has to do with... I thought it was hovering closer to 7. Do you think that has to do with Richardson missing his second practice of the week? Yeah, probably. Don't you? I mean... People jump on when they see Anthony Richardson's not playing and they see Gardner Minshew. It's a backup quarterback. That's good enough for the public to jump in and try to get in on the action. That'd be my guess, right? Yeah, I, I, I found mean, that interesting that it, it, it uh, moved. I'm not, know, t- I'm not, I'm not touching the Colts. Yeah, I'm not even, yeah. on Sunday. I've told people no, especially yeah. with the weather issue. You know, I just ah, there's other games. There's other games that have yeah, value. I mean, hell, bet Illinois, Florida, Atlantic. <laughs> what if your father-in-law says you should? <laughs> he take- wanted the Ravens. <laughs> but- he wanted the Ravens in the That's Survivor That's when you're in league. trouble. I, I, Fine, I'll put a dime on the Ravens. No. Pops. I, I said 49ers. And sorry, Andy. No, you're walking in. I mean, this this doing these these pools with the in-laws, that's, that's a gamble within itself. That's the greatest gamble. Yeah. You don't so, get in business with family and friends. That's what they say, KB. Who has the ultimate veto power? <laughs> well, I, well, I think we know. Yeah, so clearly. Yeah. I think we know. Did not you hear not what the guy happened? who covers <laughs> yeah. the Colts or the NFL. No, I, the 49ers, they just laughed me off. Mm-hmm. It was a you know democratic vote, and I did not have... Democracy wins. Yeah. I did not have dictator power you to your say. your flame snuffed out like in Survivor say where they the put least. the flame out. Nope. <laughs> Sit down, sir. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Jeff Probst. Jeff Probst. Yeah. <laughs> Was is he this, the host of Survivor? I haven't was, seen Survivor in a decade. Was his brother the coach of Hoover? Rush Propes? Is that his name? I don't remember. <laughs> Andy, was that... Did you, yeah, I don't know. That's SEC country. Remember the show? Was it Two-A-Days on MTV? Yeah, I, I, have absolute, I have no idea. I have absolutely no... You guys could be speaking French to me with some of the stuff you're saying. Uh, we'll be English here to round out the show. Greg Rakestraw on the other side. Andy Sweeney, Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykton here. It's the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on a beautiful Friday in Indy. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, wake up call. Hanging out with you. 8 o'clock hour. We're in the drivehubler.com studios. We'll get some more Andrew Luck sound. We'll continue getting you ready for the Colts and Ravens. All that pregame coverage beginning Sunday at noon. Uh, well, let's get Greg Rakestraw in. I mean, let's talk some sports with him. ISC Sports Network. You know him. Voice of Indy 11. Postgame host. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll celebrate with him on Sunday or complain to him on Sunday uh, after the Ravens and Colts. Greg, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Uh, we're fantastic. I'll open this up for you and KB and Mark. Do you know what today? It's the 15th anniversary of a historic uh, rant by a coach. Any idea what that might be? It happened September 22nd, 2000. Uh, actually, 2007. So this would be the 16-year anniversary. Would that be needing some dogs in Coastal Carolina? Uh, no, that's a that's a good one. That's, that might be the it's, best one out there. It's, right? it's okay. the, is this the Dennis Green? We know we thought no, they are who we keep, thought keep they were. Keep going, you guys are right I'm there. A man. There I'm it 40. is. There it is. Kevin Bowen. I'm a man. I'm forty. Mike Gundy. Sixteen years ago today, berated a newspaper reporter at Oklahoma State. <laughs> so Mike Gundy is fifty six years old and still wears his hair like that. Got it. Okay, good. Enough. Okay, so me and Rakes all completely agree with that. Enough with the mullet. I, did I You're see that his old. Son is the start quarterback at, or one of the quarterbacks Oklahoma State? I'm sure and they he just is. Lost, this is uh, now we're really off the rails. Oklahoma right? State football. Follow me on this. They just got smoked by South Alabama 
this past weekend. South Alabama's head coach uh, is the former defensive coordinator at IU under Tom Allen. South Alabama's quarterback rake, Gus Bradley's son. <laughs> yeah. Really? Carter Bradley. Carter Bradley was 10 of 16, a buck 52 in two touchdowns. He managed the game for Man, South Alabama last them? week. It wasn't close, right? No, it was 33-7. Yep. They led 23 nothing at halftime. When you get beat by directional paycheck like that in your building, um, you're about to be a man that's 56 years old and potentially unemployed. So, uh, that is well said. Uh, Greg Rickstraw is with us here, ISC Sports Network. We'll get to some high school action and obviously a big college weekend, not only tonight, but certainly tomorrow in South Bend in just a second. Rick, I, I think if we were talking just in the short term, I've said this week, I can make an argument that Ryan Kelly's a bigger loss than Anthony Richardson for Sunday. Just in the short term, how significant do you think it is, not only the quarterback, but potentially not having your center for Sunday either, considering what's behind each of them? You know, I I think it's, again, Ryan Kelly's been here for eight years for a reason, okay? Clearly, he is a linchpin of the locker room. I think it's a big deal because of the defense you're playing, Maybe it's less of a big deal if you've got the more experienced quarterback behind the center. There's always a reason why a guy is a starter and a reason why a guy is a backup. Um, But I think as long as this is not a long-term or a lingering injury, I'm not sure you'll have that big of an effect from the drop-off from the center position. Again, it's one thing to come in and, 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 and fill in. Another thing when you're playing the Houston Texans, so does it have a negative impact on Sunday's game? Of course it does. Um, but as long as this is not long-term, I think the Colts can, can manage for a game, I think, just fine. Greg, how do you begin to uh, look at this game with the realization that Minshew most likely is going to be the starter, whether AR is uh, you know cleared this weekend, but he's missed all of this practice at this point. It's Minshew mania most likely on Sunday. How does that change your view of the game? It might give the Colts a better chance to win this one, to to be honest with you. Um, Just because, again, um, you're talking about Anthony Richardson's third start. And this is potentially as good of a defense as you are going to see all year long. Hostile environment on the road. Frankly, Anthony needs to get these experiences to make him better. But again, for the short term, perhaps this gives you as good of a chance to win the game if not even a better chance to win the game. So let's face it, in the limited sample size we have seen, Richardson has looked solid. And again, there are limitations that Minshew has. But the phrase game manager comes to mind. And again, I I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Most games during the NFL season aren't. Most Ravens games typically aren't. Um, but, but again... It, it's it's same thing I say about Ryan Kelly. Long term, Anthony needs to be out there. Short term, I think you're going to be okay with what you got. Rick, we've got HSC in Zionsville on our airwaves tonight. Seven o'clock kick, of course. Eugene Hilton, the son of Ty Hilton, I know, continues to pull in some offers. What what are we looking at in terms of his collegiate projection? He's just a junior, right? But it seems like he's on the cusp of like consistent top twenty five offers and. You know, maybe knocking on the door for some bigger ones than that. Much, correct me if I'm wrong. Taller than his father, right? A little bit. Uh, I don't have a chance to see Zion's on a, on a regular basis. So the last time I would have seen him would have been as a freshman. 
in the 5A state championship game a couple of years ago. But obviously, I know what, what he's been doing. Uh, and, and obviously, I, I think you, you, you want to see almost kind of a, a little more size there. But at the same time, you kind of have a pedigree or a track record that, that, that helps in that recruitment because you know what his dad did as, as an undersized receiver and getting 10 years and 11 seasons, really, in the National Football League. So I think you summed it up pretty well. You know, I, I think there's, you know, you're getting some power fives, and frankly, if he keeps on the trajectory that he has been on as both a junior and a senior, you expect that to improve. There is the there is the caveat, though, that again, recruiting has changed for everybody because of the transfer portal. So maybe you won't see as high level of an offer for him as you would have five years ago because so many of, of the power five schools are simply recruiting guys from other schools at this point. Did I hear you correctly? I think you were on with John earlier this week. You said it, it's the deepest you've seen. I don't know if deepest is the right word. Maybe most wide open you've seen 6A in quite some time. No, I'd, I'd give you deepest is fine. Um, there was a year, and, and I, it would, guess it would have been four years ago now, in 2019, when Center Grove made a run um, and, and they were 4-5 and five in the regular season and made the state championship game. Part of that was because Carson Steele missed such a large chunk of the year. Uh, you add him into the mix, and, and, and they're able to kind of get it going. That was a year where, where 6A was wide open. It had parity, but I'm not sure there's anybody that was great. Carmel ended up winning the state championship that year. Um, so often than not, seemingly, this is the 11th season of having a sixth class for just the top 32 enrollments. There has been a dominant team that you knew, hey, Barring something happening, that team's going to win, whether it's 17 Ben Davis, 18, you know, Warren Central. What Center Grove was, you know, especially in 2021. You knew Westville's going to give them a better game, and clearly they did last year in in, in the state championship. Or excuse me, I guess it wasn't Westville, it was, it was Carroll. You know, the Center Grove was going to win that game. They was kind of a reloading year uh, for Center Grove. So Center Grove in, in 2020, that was such a dominant force. This year... I think there are more really good teams we've ever had before. Center Grove is in that conversation. Ben Davis is in that conversation. You know, whomever kind of comes out of the north, you know, I'd probably lean towards Hamilton Southeastern at this point. Obviously, Brownsburg is really good and would link up with potentially both Ben Davis and Center Grove at some point along the road. So I, I, I think there are four, five, maybe even six state championship caliber teams in 6A this year. I'm not sure we've had that since we've had the beginning of 6A back in uh, in 2012-2013. Greg Rakestraw with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline Football Friday on the Fan. Uh, I want to ask you about IU and Purdue. Uh, I was just reading an article, I think yeah, uh, last night, Indy Star kind of had, you know, they listed who might be Mr. Football in Indiana. Does, does Greg Rakestraw have an opinion who might be Mr. Football in Indiana this season? You know, I always default towards the quarterbacks, right? Uh, and, and and Kyle had the story yesterday, and, and and it's a it's a deep and balanced group. You start with the quarterback position, so there's the guy that gets most of the attention in Danny O'Neill in Cathedral. Obviously, you're going to go play for Deion Sanders in Colorado. Everybody's talking about you at this point, and rightfully so. This is a Cathedral team that is always good. They are not as as stacked as they have been. In years gone by, by their lofty standards, I think it's a bit of a down year for them. So I'm not sure just how far into the playoffs. Perhaps it's 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 the 
regional round that might be the stopping point for Cathedral. Is that enough to make him Mr. Football? Perhaps. Uh, you know, how far does Center Grove go? The cherry kid that's going to play at Duke is potentially a two-year starter at quarterback on what would be potentially a four-year state championship team. They throw the ball a little bit more now with him back there. They don't throw it a lot at Center Grove. Um, this will be their first opponent from the state of Indiana that they're playing <laughs> wow. this week. Does that have a negative impact on it? I really don't think so. I think they're such a well-known brand at this point. So you kind of start with, with those couple of players. The, the, the highest-rated recruits tend to be in the northern half of the state, but I'm not sure they're going to be playing on teams that are going to make deep tournament runs. Does the Georgia commit, who is going to go to IMG and then return to Northwood, does that team make the 4A state championship and what appears to be a pretty loaded north half of the 4A bracket? The talented player that plays at New Haven, you can have the exact same conversation with uh, with him that's headed to Ohio State. How far do they play in the tournament? So, frankly, it is a crowded field, just like we talk about kind of 6A this year, Again, I always tend to lean towards the quarterbacks, and, and to me, that makes it Cherry at Center Grove, O'Neill at Cathedral, that are likely the leading contenders. And you would need to include Thomas Gotkowski, who's going to play at Miami of Ohio, who's a quarterback at Ben Davis. If, if they make a run to the state championship game, I'm sure he'll get, he'll get some attention, and understandably so, at that position as well. What game you got tonight, Rick? So I'm doing things a little bit differently tonight. So our game in terms of Channel 23 and ISC is Carmel and North Central. We'll also have a crew doing Ben Davis and Lawrence North this evening. So very much looking forward to that. I am going south tonight. The folks at Washington have invited us to come down and stream televise their homecoming game, Washington Pike Central, the battle for the White River Trophy. It is also a rededication ceremony for, I love this name for their stadium, for Hatchet Hollow. It basically <laughs> nice. haven't had a new stadium or a, a, a completely redone stadium. I rarely in conversation bring up the Works Project Administration. That was a Great Depression era economic Kickstarter from the 30s. That's when Hatchet Hollow was built in the late 30s. They really haven't had a complete renovation of that stadium since that time until this offseason. New stands, new press box, new turf. And so that is the game that I have tonight. Washington yeah, nice. Central. Free to watch on the ISC Sports Network and the IHSAA Champions Network. So Jan Bozier and I have a little bit of a Wonder Indiana Redneck Autobahn uh, tour coming up uh, later coming this afternoon. I think Zeller's and Hatchet House. I don't think football down in that neck of the woods. Most people would agree with you. And, and, and this is a Washington program that honestly has been historically down. Pike Central, you'd say the exact same thing about. So... This is an effort by the folks in Washington to really try to emphasize football and showcase what they are doing out there and and trying to, you know, plant a flag in the ground and saying, hey, we can play football here as well. So for that exact reason is part of the reason that they're having us down uh, tonight uh, down in Davies County. Uh, Last one. I want to ask you about Indiana. They have Akron. If If you have a thought on that, that's fine. But Purdue in action tonight hosting Wisconsin. Any thoughts on that one? Just a three-point spread there uh, there in West Lafayette. 
Wisconsin's not what they used to be, but they have still been a house of horrors uh, for Purdue, and frankly for IU too. Uh, you know, the the COVID year notwithstanding, when Indiana went to an empty camp, Randall and won three years ago. Um, neither team uh, tends to have success against Wisconsin, and so. You know, with Purdue, every time we think we know what to expect, they've taken an opposite turn this year. So it makes sense that they could potentially knock off Wisconsin tonight. Um, So, yeah, it's an even game. History tells you to not expect anything great when you're playing Wisconsin (laughs) if you're a Purdue fan. It's crazy how long that that streak has been. Uh, Rick, should I be... was the starting quarterback of the Purdue Boilermakers the last time they beat Wisconsin. And Kevin Yeo, the starting quarterback, was for the Wisconsin Badgers in that game. Was it our guy, the pride of Tri-West right now? (laughs) That would be Jim Sorge, who I love. So he was was bemoaning that stat uh, over cheeseburgers at the working man's friend a day ago, yes. Gosh, uh, I give Sorge my best. I love that human. Uh, Should I feel optimistic about my Irish in South Bend tomorrow? I think you should. I mean, it's never going to be easy. Uh, yes. But if, if, if you have, if these two are playing every year, this would be one of the handful of times in the last 20 years that Notre Dame would be favored against Ohio State. So I think Notre Dame is the better team. I think, obviously, they're, I think they're more experienced and better at quarterback. You could kind of question as to uh, exactly whom both teams have played leading up to this point uh, to, to, to make them as, as ready as possible. But I do like what I've seen from Notre Dame so far. Gosh, if Rake believes, I believe. That's my life motto that I have chosen to live by. <laughs> Print the t-shirts now. It's going to be up there with Catholic versus Convict. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Put it on a wall next to the shirt, yes. Rake, safe travels down there tonight. That's an awesome idea that you guys are uh, are executing. So congrats on that. And uh, we'll be listening Sunday postgame show. Thanks, fellas. Greg Rakestraw right there on the Payless Liquors Hotline. So the Hatchet House. Andy, you familiar? That is the Zeller crew. I, I am. Fa- yeah. I'm familiar. Yes, I so am actually. Cody, Tyler, and Luke. I of knew course. what you guys were talking about. Oh yeah, the Zellers and Rake diving into a little bit of football. Poor Cody. There. He just never had a chance to not be bald. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Like Andrew Luck fell into struggling. that. Yeah, I'm struggling. Like Andrew Luck was on TV, yeah. and I'm like, man, I'm slowly like, approaching it. Yeah, you're becoming. You're looking like Jimbo Fisher before he had his uh, his hair done. I should ask Mark this because I don't know. Like we have fun with the Reds, but they're the Reds. Like yeah. you know, they're the Reds. They're they're the mm-hmm. lovable losers. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Mark's Chicago Bears. We have fun with that. My Giants are just you know thirty to twelve on Amazon Prime. What is KB like if we come in here and Notre Dame gets you know paddled by Ryan Day on Saturday? Are you, you just is it paddled bad, by Ryan? Why, Day. Is it is it bad mood? Is it you shrug it's it like off? Is it is it what what is it? Because everyone, yeah, I'm out. Rea- Monday. Okay, everyone yeah, reacts. Uh-huh. I'm out. <laughs> hey, it's James Boyd. You ready? Right. Yep. I'm out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Desmond Howard right now looking like a professor in a 1970s movie. He looks good. Touchdown, Jesus, as uh, game day is des- descended upon South Bend. I could say the game day crew probably not loving that South Bend is where they're spe- spending their weekend in terms of uh, you know entertainment <laughs> outside of college game day. Well, they're working. It's a work trip, work right? Trip. I mean, yeah. there's a steakhouse in South Bend. What's the steakhouse in South Bend? I mean, that's where they go anyway. They run out of room. They go to the Outback, steakhouse. They had some some Texas cocktails. Uh, say, is there yeah. something in Granger? <laughs> say, it's got to be like a Texas Roadhouse. Yeah. Applebee's has steaks, right? Sure. Yeah, oh, they got a lot. Applebee's menu is unreal. Herbie crushing the all-you-can-eat wings. Now, Herb Street, he's, I mean, 
So he was what? Out in the Bay Area oh, yeah. last night. He flies cross country. Right, flies to watch his kid play for St. X Cincinnati tonight. Oh, yeah. Tonight, That's a great right? point. Yeah. And then up to South Bend. And what do we say? LSU, Arkansas. Ar- is that right? Yeah, LSU, Arkansas on Saturday night. That's what he's got. Uh, are we going with Prime this weekend or no? Three touchdown underdog, Dion. If they had Travis Hunter, wouldn't you feel different? Are they I mean, that lot, bad, lot, or is or are they that bad without Travis Hunter, or is Oregon that good? I mean, Oregon getting three touchdowns is a lot, right? I mean that that that's a that's a big spread. I give me, yeah, I mean, I think Oregon wins the game. Yeah, I think I think the jig is going to be up. Uh, but it, listen, if Colorado wins, I mean USC next week. I don't think Colorado's wow. winning, but I think they cover that spread. I would lean that as well. Just because you feel like they're going to score, right? If it's twenty, if if, if you're telling me it's Oregon minus twenty one, then Oregon's going to score, you know, 50, 60 points to cover that. I, I mean, I just kind of feel like Colorado can score enough that I agree with Mark that they can lose by seventeen and still cover the number. In the next five years, better chance Deion Sanders is coaching an SEC football team or Urban Meyer is coaching an SEC football mm. team. Deion Sanders. I would kind of like to see. Deion Sanders go to SMU, to be quite honest. <laughs> mm. Go where to SMU? Uh-huh. Now, did they just join the ACC? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, Mark Dykton. Uh-huh. The Dallas connection. I, uh-huh. I'm yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. Jim Hersey, an yeah, SMU but, alum. Is but, he but nobody cares. some of that bill? Nobody cares about SMU, really. Oh, uh, well, I mean, they would if Deion is there. about Colorado they, yeah, the last 10 years? If Deion shows up, you start caring, it seems. I, I, and they do I, I care agree, because they, they needed, what, $100 million or something like that in their GoFundMe or whatever? Raise that in like less than a day. It's that oil money. Anytime yeah. you get, anytime you get in Texas, someone always says, "Well, it's the it's the booster oil money." I mean, didn't A and M have the biggest <laughs> NIL budget? I know it's not really working out for Jimbo and company, but by the way, what's up with Jimbo and Bob Bobby Petrino? There haven't been any like blowups on the sideline or anything. That was like a low key fun thing to talk Petrino's about. Petrino's an assistant for A and M. He's the offensive really? coordinator. Oh yeah. And then did, <laughs> did I see Art Bryles or is that Oklahoma? Art Bryles was making an appearance. Art Bryles is just sniffing around college football. Like, brother, you're not going back, okay? No, no one wants you. Leave it alone. Um, you've got some picks that you wanted to give out here. Yeah, is that you, right? Yeah, when when did you want to do that? All right. Well, maybe we can do that on the other side. Yeah, I we can do we that on the other side. I got five or six give games. Give out some picks. Colts, Ravens. Uh, I think we should pick the, the Notre Dame game. And then anything else uh, NFL-wise that we like heading into week three. Speaking of week three, let's lead off this morning check down with what happened last night. The Morning Checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. All right, it was a rout last night. For the third straight week, the San Francisco 49ers put up 30. They easily cover the 10-point spread, 30-12 to against Andy's Giants. Saquon Barkley was watching, and you clearly saw the effect. No run game whatsoever for the Giants. Let's see Micah McFadden, former IU linebacker, running around well, he there starts. making some plays. He starts for the Giants. So it's him and Bobby Okereke? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, huh. By the way, he played well last night. Um, basically for the 49ers, about what you would expect. A little bit of Kittle, a little bit of McCaffrey. A lot of Debo Samuel after the catch is so fun to watch. Brock Purdy managed it. Pretty darn well, and their defense made enough plays. 30 to 12, 13 straight regular season wins for the 49ers. And your Giants now return home after a long stay out west. Beat the Cardinals, big comeback over the Cardinals. Uh, but last night went about how. We I mean, have you seen their go. schedule? Seattle and then at Miami and at Buffalo. I'm not sure they win a game. 
That's the Giants coming up? Yeah. yeah. yeah and then they got Washington, bad. who's like, you know, who the Giants usually beat, but Washington's fine. And then you have right? the Jets defense, too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there Jesus. You, yeah. Good uh, Lord. And uh, what? The, two the, wins. Two out of the next three games, are the Giants are in prime time. Yay. Cool. By the way, speaking of week three, don't we have, we got a, another Monday night doubleheader this week. Yes. Is that right? Uh-huh. Rams and Bengals, I actually think is decent. I'm kind of Eagles, intrigued by Bucks to Eagles. Eagles Bucks is the first one <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean it's better than what we had on paper leading into last Monday. Yeah, we are getting a lot of Eagles, Bengals, Jets, Giants, uh, and right now only the Eagles are holding up their end of the bargain. Well, how about the Bucks? Nationally, Bucks are 2-0. no, I mean that's fine. Yeah, but just no one cares. Uh, Bryce Young out, right? Andy Dalton time? Bryce Young is out, Andy Dalton in, and that's a good thing if you want to bet the over, which I do on Sunday. Bet the over? Oh, Andy yeah. Dalton, like points? Oh, no, I think Andy Dalton can can score a lot more than Bryce Young. Bryce Young's an unmitigated disaster. Bryce Young's like, yeah, he got, he got injured, but it's also like, do they want to sit him a week to kind of cool him off and kind of get his mind right? You don't feel that way with Anthony Richardson, right? You know it's an injury. <laughs> Bryce Young's got an injury and he stinks. He stunk it up the first two weeks. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, Mark. Your uh, your Cubbies lost last That's night. Okay. Um, it is what it is. NL wild card looks like this. Arizona two clear. That third spot, though, Miami and Chicago are tied. Both of them 79 and 74 on the season. The Reds a half game back. And like I said, I, I you know the Reds have an easy schedule the rest of the way. Three against Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it's two the Reds. at Cleveland. Three at St. Louis. The Cubbies three with Colorado, and then they go. At Atlanta for three, and at Milwaukee for three. So it's going to come down here to the final week of the season. All right, looking ahead, college football again tonight in Ross Aid, Purdue and Wisconsin. You get your Friday night Big Ten game here. Last I saw, what was it, six-point favorite for the Badgers? Oh, I just had it pulled It'd up. be Luke Fickle's Badgers here as Ryan Walters tries to get his first home win of the season. So final non-conference. Five and a half right now. Five and a half with an over-under of 54. If you took the names off, which you can't do in the history, I'd like Purdue tonight. But you can't do that, right? Well, well, Wisconsin does not look great by any means. I mean, Washington State beat them pretty handily. They struggled with Georgia Southern big time last week. First Big Ten games, what I meant to say for Purdue. Final non-conference game for Indiana. That'll be Akron tomorrow night. Heavy favorites, the Hoosiers. And that one, and of course the Irish and the Buckeyes. Guest picker for college game day tomorrow is Vince Vaughn. Obviously, the connection there is... Uh, Jamie O'Hara. That was the character that Vince Vaughn played in Rue. So he didn't go, like, so that doesn't bother you at all that he didn't go there? No. It's not like, you know, you wish Luke Heron Goaty oh, or someone well, that's, he's, Well, he's, now that's a different story. If it was Heron Goaty, I'd be Heron Goaty around the circle. Heron right Goaty and Pete Sampson are Kevin's, like, top two. Oh, huh? is, is it really? Is Heron uh-huh. Goaty your guy? I love Luke Heron Goaty. Well, how could you not love Heron Goaty? Where is he at right now? Is he playing basketball in, like, Russia? No, he had a hell of a run overseas. But, I, I figured he did. Uh, I think I thought he was living in the Chicago area. When you go, I love Aaron when Goody. you go Vince Vaughn because it's on TV so much. I think Wedding Crashers, and I know Rudy. Oh, like, sure. I, yeah, I understand, yeah. but yeah. I go I go Wedding Crashers first because it's on. Like right now, if we took one of the TVs and we just flipped around to FX or AMC or Freeform or anything, Wedding Crashers, uh, there's an eighty five percent chance no, Wedding Crashers percent. is on right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's that or Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is on all the time, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a great, great call. Uh, so that's your college football slate. Again, loaded. Tons of ranked games tomorrow, so enjoy that. On the Colts front, let's give you the update on the other side. Again, where do things stand heading into the final injury report, final practice day and injury report of the week? It's not just Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly to keep an eye on. Some notable Colts also on that list. And Andy will give out some picks as well. You're listening to the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy on a gorgeous Friday here in Indy. Tom Betty never got to. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. See, Tom Petty, not happy about that. They do the thing at Florida, you know? Have you have you seen that? They do no. the thing at Florida. They they sing Tom Petty between the third and fourth the quarters. The University of Florida? Yeah. Really? No. In the I, swamp. I you haven't that. seen that? Uh-uh. You're just so zoned in on Notre Dame. You don't care what's well, going on elsewhere. I mean, you got to jump College around football. at Wisconsin. I don't know. I'm probably more of the Big Ten tradition. Um, Mark, what's the song in Enter Michigan? Sandman, West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah, West Virginia. Virginia, Tech. Virginia they, Tech. West Virginia, they just throw batteries at you and Michigan goes spit with, on uh, you. Mr. And, Brightside, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's been the yeah. new Michigan yeah, there thing. There we go. Yeah, I did not know that about Florida. Is there a Tom Petty connection or is it just... He lived in Gainesville. Did he really? Yes. He lived in Gainesville part of his life. Leonard so Skinner's Jacksonville, right? Yes. I believe and so. And Biscuit, too. <laughs> Rolling, 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 rolling. Right. They're playing tonight, Louder Than Life in Louisville. Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit's Hell playing yeah, tonight. Let's go. <laughs> so Why are we not there? Trip could've, now. Could have been uh, backstage, right? Unbelievable. Doing a little radio remote backstage, get the Comrex out. Absolutely, absolutely electric. <laughs> yeah, something. Nikki, you got Mason for the night. Hey. I know he's only a week old. I'm going to yeah. go see Limp Biscuit. You good with the in laws? He's nine days old. I got to go see Fred Durst. I need to go break stuff. Is Durst still wearing the backwards red hat? No, he's doing. He's got like a wig on. You haven't seen what he looks like? I can't. Fred Durst? Can't Come on, Kev. <laughs> and I cannot say that Fred what, has what popped do you, up lately What do you do? Me. What do you yeah. do in your life? Uh, by the way, coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to give our picks for the Colts game. Has uh, has Max Bowen... Has, Max has, Bowen has made his pick. He has, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You've not published that no, yet, but he has, he has made his pick. Yes, I will okay. tweet it out here in a bit. We had some okay. people questioning Max, saying, uh, too right-hand dominant, you are biased. Um, you okay. need to start putting... Uh, the visiting helmet on one side or the other. Okay, uh, we, we've had some people critical of my twelve-month-old <laughs> child and his selections but here. It is so. sports radio. It is sports and it is Twitter. So I guess I should have known what I was walking into. But uh, oh, yeah, man. I will send that out here in a bit. Again, to update uh, everyone out there on where things stand heading into today, the Colts will get to practice just before noon. So I'll be out there and I'll give you kind of the latest on that end. But Andy, this is where we're at. Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly both have not practiced this week. Technically, they still could pass through concussion protocol by Sunday. Emphasis, of course, on technically. It's extremely rare to see guys with concussion protocols miss the first two days of the week and then play in that game on Sunday. So I would say right now, a Gardner Minshew, a Wesley French, that would be my expectation. Now, two other guys missed yesterday for Colt, for the Colts. One is Quentin Nelson. Toe injury last week for Nelson. Missed the first two days, just like he has this week. Practiced Friday. Played every snap on Sunday. 
I think this is kind of where we're at with Nelson. You yeah, know, he, he left the first game for a few snaps due to a toe injury. He can miss some practices and play on Sunday. It's sure. a different conversation. The bigger question is, we're in week three. Nelson's not a guy that misses a lot of practice at all in his career. And we're already looking like managing a somewhat notable toe injury. 330-pounder dealing with a toe injury? Is it a big toe? Is it the big toe? I have it, not gone up to Quentin and asked him which toe it is. Well, well that's um, vital. I mean, like, I need to know which toe it is. If it's a big toe, yeah. if it's a, if it's the little toe on the end, no, it's, it's like, get pinky. your ass Who to practice. Yeah, yeah. Need, just lop that off. You're good uh-huh. to go, yeah, right? Picturing Quentin Nelson's reaction, <laughs> if I would were to say that to Being him. an offensive lineman, yeah. Uh, so that, I think, is something of like, okay, are you now managing this for the next four months? Obviously, you don't have your bye week for quite some time. So that will, I think, just something to, to continue to keep an eye on. Uh, and then Kenny Moore, he was limited on Wednesday with a knee injury, did not practice yesterday, was at practice, but did not practice yesterday. Now, Kenny Moore has been in the league for, what, seven years now? Um, he's a guy that has missed chunks of practice in a given week and still played on that Sunday. So it is not beyond alarming to me, but Andy, given the youth of your secondary, given what Zay Flowers, the first-round pick out of Boston College, has looked like for Baltimore early this season, particularly after the catch, very dynamic, Kenny Moore's needed a whole mm-hmm. lot uh, coming into Sunday. So yeah, I know Richardson and Kelly obviously are going to dominate the headlines. Richardson probably more than Kelly. Um, but Nelson and Moore, still a couple of notable names on that list. Man, it's like, it, it's the most basic thing to say, KB, and we say this every year, and we've been saying it with the running backs, but it just feels like there's so many damn injuries in the NFL yeah. already. I and know, we're just going into week three. Yeah. And notable names. And I hate it. I just absolutely hate I, I, it. I do too. I mean, the names we're talking about just with the Ravens and Colts. Yeah. So uh, just those two teams. I wanted to give a little rundown on those Ravens injuries and try to put it like in perspective uh, for. I guess Colts fans a little bit on just you know who these guys are and like exactly what their resume looks like. You mentioned earlier, Jadavian Clowney was the one that returned to practice right. from Wednesday for the Ravens. So Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, that is an all-pro left tackle, missed the first two days. Odell Beckham, their second wideout. Um, Justice Hill, their second running back. They have a first-round pick at center and Tyler Lindenbaum. Missed the first two days. An all-pro cornerback and Marlon Humphrey missed the first two yeah, he's days. He's not going to play, right? Isn't that that's, what a guy told us that's yesterday? That's the sound yeah. of it. Um, Odafe Owe is a first-round edge rusher from a couple years ago. He has missed the first two days of practice. And you go back to their secondary, Marcus Williams, a former second-rounder who pretty much has started every game in his career. He has been out due to a pec injury. So we're not talking about like... I don't know. Third stringers. We're not talking about backup guys. Or we're not even talking about like the 21st or 22nd starter. I mean, we're talking about like high-end guys for this football team that is out. Um, Let me throw one thing at you before you give out some of these picks, all right? Baltimore Ravens. We've seen a change in defensive coordinator. Um, We've seen, you know, just as the faces change, they still seem to be the Ravens, you know? You look at their last five home games, Andy. They have allowed one touchdown in their last five home games. Oh, really? Like that? That's stat a good stat. Is that real? Out at me. Oh my goodness! So much. These are the points allowed in those games: three, nine, nine, sixteen, and nine. So think about that: three hundred minutes of football. They've allowed one touchdown at home. 
I see that stat and I'm thinking, there is no way the Colts are going to win on Sunday. Now, let me list the quarterbacks in those five <laughs> well, I, games. I was looking at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. C.J. Stroud, <laughs> Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, 2022 Russell Wilson, and Baker Mayfield with, I, I think, the Panthers. I don't know, maybe the Rams. I don't know whose team he was on last year at that time. But those are the quarterbacks. So I don't want to act like it's been murderer's row of QBs that they have faced. Yeah, but still one touchdown. But Come still on. Still one touchdown yeah. in 300 minutes of football yeah. at home? Yeah, Baker Mayfield in that game was 21 of 33 for a buck 96 and two interceptions. Uh, Deontay Foreman led the rushing with 24 yards. <laughs> so there you go. Foreman uh, had a cup of, cup of coffee with the uh, with the Colts last year. Yes, game. he did. And the Ravens running back leader, Kenyon Drake. Gosh, how about that? Who was just picked up? What was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah by, he, he was by scooped, the Ravens. He was yeah. sco- he was scooped back up for them. Uh, all right, so let's do this before we get to our Colts pick. We'll take a break here in just a second. We'll tell you what we think happens in the Colts and Ravens game on Sunday. So eventually, we'll have an opening. We'll have music, and we had we had the sound guy. Me and Marker, we didn't listen to the audio. We just got the audio back from the sound guy, and he was going to do a countdown. KB, okay. And all we have is one, one. That's all we have. We don't have a two. We just so we can play one. that. Yeah, we can just play that after everyone because it's funny. But that sounds good, doesn't it? One that beautiful voice. It, it sounds like like an old machine, like an old like video game. <laughs> it really, it really does. All right. So in a past life, I've been the guy that's made fun of this. Okay. okay. So I want to be you know is you know other co-hosts of mine giving out picks and they're always bad and they're always whatever. So maybe we can call this the Sweeney Six Pack for the weekend. Oh, okay? okay. I mean we're Whoa. yeah there we go. We're betting we're betting uh, for six packs around here and everything else so i'm going to give you some games do i owe you anything else mark i feel like have i I mean my, my blends is getting low people are saying you might want to like when yeah, i was watching the cubs the like, shot yet i have yes okay, all right people are like oh the, the blends is getting low after the cubs maybe kevin you need to make a bet with kev and you'll get some pretty quick i'm like that's actually you, a good idea you got to get some good old forester or something like that so so mm. you're not drinking the Eagle blends. yeah you, you got to have something that's got a pinch hit for the nights uh though you're not just simply sad about your sports teams all right so let me give you some games i'll just give you some numbers you guys can agree disagree whatever i am taking patriots minus two and a half even if it gets to three i will take patriots minus three the analysis zach wilson stinks the last time he played belichick he was nine to 22 77 yards plus the patriots are five and oh in the last five against the spread against the jets okay uh, so they beat the jets they cover the jets they demoralize the Jets, they take them and they they go spinning into the season. Will New York 24-13. That's how I see that one. Let's go to number two. You okay with that one? Just like to stay away from it. I don't want to watch Patriots. That's my money. You said number two? Yeah. One. Perfect. It might be better if we do it this way. I'm gonna hold. Two. I'm gonna hold my nose. I hate this, but I'm gonna hold my nose. Oh, Chargers. Rosie Bowen hopping in the pool. There you go. Chargers plus one at Minnesota. Two losses by a total of five points for the Chargers. Okay, I don't like to bet them, but here's a number: the Chargers are eight and one straight up, seven and two against the spread, coming off a loss where they're favored. Uh, basically, Whoa. it's a pick 'em. Thirty-one. Some Hollywood type. You like stuff that, that, don't you? 31 30 I'll take the Chargers. Does Brandon Staley get fired on Monday if they uh, lose? If 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 the Chargers lose this game, he should be fired on Monday. And I mean that. That would be the end. They would be out of the playoffs and you have Justin Herbert. All right, number 3. 1. 
One. One. By the way, Alex tweeted us, my two-year-old just heard the one sounder in the car and school <laughs> drop-off line uh, for my five-year-old and ended up counting the rest of the way to 10. Hey, there That's you go. Hey, so you know, it's, a, it's, an, it's education. That's what we do here. Uh, quickly, I'm going to take Houston plus the eight and a half at Jacksonville. Oh, Trevor oh. Lawrence has yet to cash a ticket as a home favorite in the NFL. He wow. is 0-4 against the spread as a home favorite. I think they win. The Texans, though, 15 and three in their last 18 did you watch against the spread i did i think uh isn't Derek stingley now out too 24 17 that's the one i don't like but we're gonna roll with it i'm taking the over of 42 in panther seahawks i think the seahawks can score 28 to 31 themselves and i think andy dalton is better than bryce young not in three years but is better than bryce young uh again i think seattle can score 30 themselves now all i need is 12 points from andy dalton i think i can get it i'll take the over there and then two in college i already told you one illinois minus 15 and a half fa you lost their quarterback. They can't stop the run. Illinois wins that game, you know, 34-10, something like that. They cover. And then, the listen, I'm holding my nose on this one. Washington State at home, plus three against Oregon State in that rivalry matchup. Uh, Washington State, the better offense, maybe the better team. And I get three points at home. I love getting points at home in the NFL or in college. That can't be a rivalry. They're the only two left in the Pac-12. We need those two (laughs) lock-in arms. Well, did you see what uh, the Oregon State AD said? That they're going to do a new conversation conference and they're going to have relegation. He's like, it's coming. I'm like, oh, it's already happened. You got relegated. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was was six six picks in like five minutes. Yeah. So there you go. I started drinking at 6 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. Yeah. All we need is a uh, half-eaten gummy, right, from our our boy um, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Where's that sound? You're drunk? Everybody's drunk. That first sound was that from like the Indy 500? Yeah, that was an Indy 500 fan. That, that's hammered to the bejesus. Sound like the infield. Sound like Carb Day. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I started drinking at 6 a.m. I, I am I am not a good sports gambler, so I'm doing this because if I'm good, I'm going to gloat. And if I'm bad and I go two and four, we can make fun of me, and that's you know maybe even better content if I'm one and five. So there you go. We'll do Notre. I, we can do Sweetie Notre Dame level. Pack. Did you say right one there. and five? One. One. On the other side, Colts Ravens. That line has changed a decent amount here in the last 24 hours. We'll explain that Notre Dame Ohio State picks and voice of the Colts. Matt Taylor joins us in about 10. It is a beautiful Friday in Indy. Wake up call, KB and Andy, 93.5, 5, 107.5, the fan. One. All right, picks coming up. Full weekend of football. We have HSE Zionsville coming up tonight. Triple header college football on the fan on Saturday. And then Colts and Ravens. It all begins 9 a.m. on Sunday, getting you ready for week three of the NFL season. Matt Taylor going to join us in about eight minutes. Uh, KB, you want to take things away? How do, what, uh, what order do we want to go on as we tell you uh, what's going to happen on Sunday? Most likely my pick will be wrong. One. One. <laughs> Certainly, I think we start at one. You had a rundown there of picks. One NFL game that does jump out to me. Sure. I like the Packers at home with one and a half. Um, I, I thought Green Bay should have beat Atlanta last week. Packers suck. <laughs> and I'm just not, I, I don't know, I'm not fully believing in the Saints just yet. Short, right. short week off the Monday night. I'm going to take the Packers minus one and a half at home. Okay. Again, I don't know if you're. I, yeah, I don't know if you're doing that because of Mark. I don't know if you if you like that why game. Why do you or, hate me? Yeah. Why do Why do you yeah, hate I, him? I, I, Although I guess I'm with you. 
feel like with, <laughs> I'll leave right now. We both ate them, I guess. I feel like with Bears fans right now, it's probably one of those moments just worry about yourselves and not worry about yeah. the Packers. You see the fields in them, they were hugging. It's like, yeah, you're going to be 0 3. You're going oh, to yes. Kansas City. This in, is the you cute know, moment between Luke Getze yeah, and Justin if, Fields. You know, Mark knows this. If they had Houston this weekend, you could play you could play this up that mm-hmm. we're now a happy family because we had the Texans coming into town or something like that. But when you're going to Kansas City, it's like, yeah. No one's going to buy it. Nobody. Nobody. All right, what do you have, Colts? Go Mark, ahead. Mark, you want to go? I was going to give Mark an opportunity <laughs> if any other NFL yes. things stuck out to him. Uh, yes, the Dolphins at home against the Broncos are six-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't see there's any way that the Broncos keep up with that offense of the Dolphins. Give now, me six-and-a-half the Dolphins all day. Some injuries I don't care. for Miami. I, just, I don't care. I, I feel like we got to point that out. <laughs> yeah, uh, still, give me the Dolphins at home, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Give me that. There's no way Russell Wilson and company are keeping up with the Dolphins. Zero chance. Has Russell Wilson been any good this year? I mean, last year he was horrific. Has it been he's a little been, better this year? He's been better than horrific, I guess. Yeah, they, huh. put a, they put Low up points. Low bar is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, the, they, they put up points last week. The surprising thing is their the defense. The commanders, right? Their, yeah, their defense hasn't been as good. Their defense was a top five or six defense last year. Yeah, and they're not. They're not. They're not as good of a defense. And of course, that's not good when you go on the road to Miami. Plus, you know what you get. You guys know this. Come on. When the Pacers go to Miami and play the Heat, you get the Miami flu. Ooh. You go out a little bit, oh. maybe a little Saturday night. Well, Russell's well, not going out. I'm very faithful. Well, to uh, yeah, but I'm talking about everybody else. All right. Something to keep an eye on. Um, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's start in South Bend, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm sure. Go off. ahead. I I'm, would like to think I'm speaking with my head. Um, I don't know if I am. I've got 31-27 Irish. Um, I... I the quarterback-running back combination, in my opinion, again, I think I'm speaking with my head here. I think it's the best in college football. I do worry about, I know obviously Ohio State's wideouts speak for themselves. I think Notre Dame's secondary have some guys that can hold up. I know it's a different animal. I worry about the trenches. Can the pass rush generate enough? And then offensively, can you control the line of scrimmage? I know that's usually Notre Dame's calling card. Last year, I was surprised how much you hung in that game because I didn't think you handled that aspect to it. Uh, but I love Sam Hartman. I'm going to take the Irish 31-27. Yeah, I, I'm taking uh, – I, I had a very similar score. I Listen, I, I have Notre Dame winning as well, mostly just getting points at home. I, to me, I don't think yeah, Ohio State – Yeah, but I want money State, line. I don't want a two-point I, I, yeah, I, understand, I understand. There's two different conversations here. But I think Notre Dame wins outright, and I think for a week here, Notre Dame is going to be one of the top two or three stories in college football. I do. Mark Tyson? Give me the Irish. Let's make it a clean oh boy, sweep. This is, oh I know boy. this is a curse. I just put what the hex on you, Kevin. I need to leave. I need to leave. Yeah, this is unbelievable. I think they well they'll cover the three points they win, and then but I think it'll be like a one point score. So give me like thirty one thirty. Her name's Kicker. Does have a big leg, mm-hmm. Spencer mm-hmm. Schrader. Um, okay, let's go Colts and Ravens. This line again has shifted a little bit. It was seven. Seven, seven and a half, I feel like, is what it mostly was all week long. It has now jumped up to eight and a half. The Ravens favored by eight and a half and over under of 44 in this one. Let's go in reverse order. Mark Dykton. Ravens 30, Colts 17. 30-17 for Mark. I'll go 27-17 Ravens. So the Ravens win and they cover. I, I don't know. It's not a it's not a strong take by me saying that. I just I think there's just too much with Baltimore. I think Minshew can keep them in the game. What they need is, you know, in that Jacksonville game, Buckner gets the touchdown and the you know the defense makes a play. They sorely need that in this game. Do they not? The Colts need to get a cheapie somewhere. Yes, you got it. Short field. Right. Sh- short what field. You 
Played against Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, they need to get a cheapy or two. I think Minshaw can lead. I mean, Chu can lead you on uh, uh, you know, a couple scoring drives, but in the end, just too much for the defense to have to do. Twenty-seven, seventeen. Yeah, I say pray for the cyclone. Right, pray for the tropical cyclone. You know, if it's ugly weather, if it's windy, I do think that can play into the Colts' favor. I mean, Lamar Jackson footing, you know, those sorts of things. I would think Zach Moss would be a good bad weather runner, just kind of a one cut straight downhill guy, but. Still, that's too much of Mother Nature kind of creeping into it for me. Uh, 24-16, hmm. I'll go with Ravens. That stat I brought up in the previous segment, guys, I, I know the five quarterbacks are pretty lowly, but one touchdown allowed in the last 300 minutes of football at home? Like, whoa. I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, I, I know. It's not like you're playing FCS you teams just, week in and week you out. You just so. got to get Lamar Jackson just to have one of those off games, right? And he hasn't. I mean, he, he, he two hasn't, games, yeah. but he's been really solid. This season, so um, again, uh, injuries are very notable on both sides of it. Uh, but I'll say twenty four sixteen Ravens. All right, on the other side, voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. He will be en route to Baltimore tomorrow afternoon. We'll chat with him next. Boy, the last 15, 20 minutes of radio, KB. We've been whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Giving picks, you know what that means. We're going to be mocked on Monday. That's a, It's a mocking oh, yeah. Monday. Oh, yeah. Whenever you go on the record with something, uh, you know it's going to be tragic. So uh, having some fun there. Reminder, the podcast will be up directly following the show. Always appreciate people uh, joining in wherever they can. All right, it's a football Friday here on The Fan. It's 9 o'clock. You know what that means. Matt Taylor joins us, voice of the Indianapolis Colts on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Maytay, what's happening, man? How are you? My dudes, what's going on? Happy Friday, happy early weekend here. Uh, we're ready to go. Everyone's got a big weekend, I, I think, except for me. The in-laws are in town for me. KB's got the Notre Dame game and then the Colts on Sunday, and Mark's going to be golfing at 8 a.m. tomorrow. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. And Matt Taylor needs an umbrella, right? Are you taking an umbrella to Baltimore? Yeah, I'm not a big weather guy. The in-laws on a Friday night, that's a kick in the short hand. <laughs> Thank you. That sucks, dude. That, that's that like sucks. watching the Reds' bullpen, Matt. Oh, yeah, I have oh. I have really good I have really good in-laws, but I mean, yeah, no, it's I, I love my in-laws. So hopefully, you you like your in-laws just as, as much as I do. But yeah, yes, I can, I can sympathize there. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I'm not a big weather guy there. KB, so tell me what's what's the latest? What's going on? Oh, yeah, it's going to be bad, man. It's yeah, going to be rain. I don't know. Cyclone action, they're saying maybe the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, might be more Saturday than a Sunday thing, but I don't know. Just something to keep an eye on. We'll see if it, if the wind lingers at all. I tend to think bad weather helps, helps the Colts. That's just me, but... Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to pretend to be Chuck Lofton. I guess I am, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of where uh, where it sounds like we're at here, heading into the first outdoor game of the year. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I said, I'm I don't have weather apps. Uh, I, I don't. To me, like I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent. Wait, you don't here, have weather apps? I'm sorry, Matt. You, you don't have a weather I app? I don't. I have I have whatever is built into my phone, like oh. the one that comes with the phone. Okay. But I don't have a single weather that app. That app okay. is the worst app in the history of apps. Well, I thought he did. I thought Matt, you meant you didn't even look at an app. Like you just wake up every day choosing violence, like not no, knowing if no, 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 it, no, no, what no, it's no, going to no. be. No, I, I mean I, it's on my phone, Andy. I just never look at it. I'm I'm not a weather guy. It, I'm like, there's nothing you can do about weather anyway. So why bother? 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I And plus, I mean, half our games are at Lucas Oil Stadium. We played yeah. at NRG Stadium last week. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it's going to be so hot in Houston. <laughs> well, the game's inside, so who cares? <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh, how, this is part of the yeah. million reasons why I love Matt <laughs> well, Dale. Well, Andy's in uh, Andy's in the press box, right in the press area. So you don't need to. You need an umbrella right. to you know hook to the Comrex to yeah, be able to call the game. That's exactly. I mean, gone are my days where I'm in Buffalo, KB, in a uh, in a blizzard. <laughs> Where I am, I am rendered useless because my sideline gear has shorted out. I was gonna say, of, you've had know, some sideline moments over the years. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm over that stuff. I mean, back then I, I looked at weather. Now that I'm in the comfy cushion <laughs> of the press box, calling you know calling games, I don't, I don't do weather anymore. You damn right. Yeah, no, you just complain about the media <laughs> food. Uh, voice of the Colts, <laughs> Matt Taylor, he's with us here. Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, Mate, matchup that stands out to you. I think each of the last couple of weeks we've talked about the defensive line, and it has really, really been stout. Um, they have an advantage, I think, again this week, considering some of the injury situations with Baltimore's O-line. I'll throw one at you. The Kenny Moore injury, I think, is something to monitor today. I know it's not Richardson. I know it's not Kelly. But when you look at Zay Flowers, he's been really, really good for his first yeah. two NFL games, particularly after catch. And if your most experienced corner can't go – that to me is worrisome with how that unit played late in the game on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean the fourth quarter. I mean you don't want to give up points, you don't want to give up yards, but they they did come in garbage time. But it, it did kind of skew the way we looked at that game uh, last week in, in Houston. I mean C.J. Stroud had a good game. Don't get me wrong, and was very accurate, just like he's always proven to be. But 190 passing yards in the fourth quarter. And, you know, took advantage of some of the matchups. And, you know, we'll see where the Colts are at personnel-wise with, you know, Flowers and, and Daryl Baker Jr. And then you're right. I mean, if, if Kenny Moore can't play, which he didn't practice yesterday after after being limited on, on Wednesday a little bit in practice, uh, you know, it'd be next man up. That would be, I think, Tony Brown playing some of that in the uh, in the nickel. Um, you know, the Colts have some options there that could move, maybe get a little bit, um, tricky with our creative, I should say, with maybe they moved Julian Blackman to nickel. He did some of that towards the end of last year when Kenny Moore was out of the lineup with that injury. Um, maybe they can move Nick Cross either to safety, have Blackman play nickel, or have Cross play some nickel. They've done some cross training with, with Nick Cross at the nickel position before. Um, but you're right. I mean, that's, you, I, I think. I think as of right now in the passing game for the Ravens, it would go Mark Andrews and then Zay Flowers. Even if Odell Beckham Jr. plays on Sunday, I still think Flowers is probably your biggest playmaker from the wide receiver uh, position, and he primarily lines up in the slot, and that's big if Kenny Moore can't play. So you're right, that's definitely a a storyline within the storylines of this game with Anthony Richardson still in the concussion protocol. Ryan Kelly still banged up in the concussion protocol, and Quentin Nelson's uh, status going into the game a little bit murky as well. But, yeah, Kenny Moore having a great season, a bounce-back season from a year ago. This would be big if he can't play. Just amazing listing off uh, injuries just in this game with Baltimore and Indianapolis who might not be playing out there. We just gave our picks. There are sure to go wrong last segment, Matt. So uh, one thing I said in this game is, much like Jacksonville, you know, the defense needs to make plays, whether it be scoring a touchdown or giving Minshew perhaps AR, uh, whoever is there at quarterback, we can get to that here in a second. A short field. Uh, you know, we've talked so much about the offense. That defense specifically, the defensive line has passed the test for the most part in the first couple weeks. I think they just need to, to wreak havoc, and it's going to be a, a huge point. If they can get some short fields and some turnovers, this can absolutely be a game in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so far this season, it's it's been A-plus ever from the front seven and the pass rush. Eight sacks, 17 tackles for loss for this team. I think that's the highest number for the Colts through two games in terms of tackles for loss since 2001. Uh, you've got 10 guys with at least one tackle for loss. You've got six guys with at least a sack. Um, so it's it's really, really encouraging so far from what you're getting from from the pass rush unit. And you're right. I mean, if they're going to be down a couple of offensive linemen, maybe a, a left tackle, maybe a starting center with Linderbaum banged up, you got to get after it. And you, you've got to win those matchups. And it doesn't matter how they come. you just you just got to get pressure. And you've got to have great rush discipline, lane integrity when you play a guy like Lamar Jackson, who might be the best, you know, all-around playmaking quarterback in the NFL. Definitely, I think, the best you know, uh, playground playmaking quarterback. And I mean that as a compliment just because of what he can do and how poised and in control he is in the offensive backfield. Um, but, yeah, I think front seven-wise, the Colts are – I know it's early. It's only the third game of the season. But they're turning into or at least showing that they have the potential to be elite with the sacks, the overall pressures, the disruptions, the tackles for loss. Um, but then also, too, just stopping the run. Two and a half yards per carry allowed so far this season. Um, you know, if you take away that, that 26-yard, you know, I, I don't want to say it was a cheap run because, you know, they got in the end zone. You've got to do what you got to do. But, um, you know, Travis Etienne in that first game, you know, with the Jaguars had that late touchdown run from 26. If you erase that run, the Colts' numbers uh, stopping the run are just even better and even more elite. So, you know, defensively, you know, really, really good start, but I think this is going to be their stiffest test of the season um, in terms of trying to slow down the running game. It's crazy. You know, Casey, Casey Vallier, my, my colleague here with the Colts, he looked it up, and it's just it, it, it floors me that the, the Ravens since 2018, Kevin, uh, since Lamar Jackson took over as their starting quarterback that year, I think it was like week 11, uh, but, but since that time, week 11, 2018 to now, the Ravens are averaging 179 rushing yards per game. Hmm. All right, that's that's not that's not like a season high. That's 179 yeah. yards average per game. That number would be season highs for a lot of teams in the NFL, and that's what they're averaging under Lamar Jackson. So that running, uh, you know, ability defensively for the Colts that that's definitely going to be put to the test coming up on Sunday with Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson, who's who's been their leading rusher as a quarterback for the last four years. Yeah, and again, obviously a variety of running backs, but Lamar Jackson, the uh, head of the stake when it comes to that impressive stat. Again, Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts, joins us. Our coverage will begin coming up at 10 a.m. on Sunday. It's 1 o'clock kick from Baltimore. Matt, I was beyond impressed exiting that game on Sunday looking at the amount of plays Zach Moss played. I mean, for a modern-day running back to play every snap but one, it's an astronomical number, no matter who you are. I mean, you could be Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, whoever. Um, do you think that is sustainable and or the plan for the next two weeks until we see Taylor come back? Well, I, I was I agree with you. I, I was even more impressed because it was his first game. You know, he missed a bunch of time in training camp. Um, and and I, I think he was in really good uh, shape in terms of conditioning. But, you know, you just had to wonder where he was going to be with all that time uh, missed. Uh, in preseason and training camp, and the fact that he played in 98% of the snaps. Now, the one thing, not to take anything away from uh, from from Moss's performance in that game, but the Colts only ran 57 plays. That's that's kind of a low number, which also speaks to their efficiency on offense. I think they only had the ball for like 
25, 26 minutes in Houston and still were able to score 31 points per game. Um, now, if that number is higher, which I anticipated it being on Sunday, I don't know if, if, if the Colts want you know a running back, uh, Moss or anybody else, uh, to be, first of all, the only guy that runs the ball from the running back position, and then secondly, playing 98% of the snap. So I don't know if that's sustainable going forward. I don't know if that's the approach the Colts want. I imagine, Kevin, that this thing is going to be smoothed out a little bit. You know, Shane Steichen said they were going to roll with the hot hand, and there wasn't really any point in that game last Sunday where Moss wasn't the hot hand. You know, I started, and he started the game hot and then just continued on, but you know, Deion Jackson's on this team for a reason, and I know he had the forgettable game at week one with two lost fumbles and the you know, running backs for the Colts without Moss only mustered whatever it was, 25 yards rushing. Um, so I, I think this will just naturally smooth out. But, you know, I, I think that kind of speaks to, you know, a bigger point for this game for the Colts in terms of time of possession. Again, the Colts have they've played two games. They've been under 30 minutes of time of possession in both games. Now, they're scoring quick, but also they're going three and out, and, and that's, that's not good. The Colts actually have a 37% three and out percentage, which is second to last in the NFL this season. And the reason why that's important this week is the Ravens' defense. They have the fourth best defensive three and out percentage. So they can get you off the field. They, they especially are really good in the first quarter. The Ravens haven't allowed a point, a first down, They've only allowed 23 yards of offense so far in the first uh, two games in the first quarter. So they're getting off to really, wow. really fast starts. Um, their defense has, has forced five three-and-outs in the first quarters this season. So that's something to watch. You know, the Colts trying to gain some momentum and get some, get a spark early in the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll kind of smooth itself out, and I think Deion Jackson and um, Zach Moss will go back to being a kind of a – a two-pronged approach going forward in the running game and, and go back to that committee approach the Colts thought they might have at the beginning of the season. Matt Taylor joins us on the Payless Liquors Hotline, hanging out with you until 10 o'clock here on the Wake Up Call. Uh, Gardner Minshew, the probability that he will be the starter on Sunday. Uh, I guess how do you handicap the game if he is the starter? What changes, what doesn't change? What do you make of all that? Well, I mean, obviously it's 50-50 right now with Anthony Richardson still being in the concussion protocol. So, I mean, with we all know the, the basic differences between the two quarterbacks. I mean, with Anthony Richardson in the game, you know, defenses have to put seven, more often than not, eight guys in their box to account for the run and prevent, you know, outside runs from the quarterback. You can't play sophisticated coverages a lot of times when you play a guy like Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson because you don't want – you know, defensive backs to, to turn their back to the ball. And that's where Anthony Richardson just took full advantage on that draw play near the goal line against the Houston Texans. It was drawn up beautifully, executed beautifully. That's why you draft Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, when Richardson's in the game, you always have to be aware of, you know, those ad-lib backyard plays. You know, he can throw the ball down the field. He's got a great deep ball ability. Um, and that's just not the case with Gardner Minshew. It's kind of the exact opposite. He's going to beat you. Uh, he's not going to beat you, I should say, with quarterback designers. Um, he complements the running game with the quick RPO game. There's a lot of uh, outside quick screens to complement the running game as well. Um, he's kind of that rhythmic passer. He gets into a groove and completes a lot of intermediate throws on the first and second level. Um, the biggest thing in this game, if Gardner Minshew is, is going to play quarterback, 
you got to be able to run the ball, and it's going to be, I think, Kevin and, and Andy, it's, it's probably you're going to see more of what Jacksonville did up front more so than what Houston did, right? That bare defense where the defensive tackles are pinched in, the defensive ends are out wide, and it's tough to run the ball in the middle. They force you to run off tackle. You're going to, get a ha- you're going to have to get creative schematically to do that. Um, so, you know, inevitably with that, you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to have to win outside the numbers in the passing game. And Gardner Minshew is going to have to make some throws into some tight windows in order for the Colts to sustain drives, put up points, and ultimately win this game. So those are the basic differences between the two quarterbacks. We all know that. We, we saw that, you know, on, on full display during training camp in the preseason. That's not breaking any news. But the good news is, is that Minshew's ready. He can play. I mean, the guy had no first-team reps at all last week. <laughs> and came in off the bench cold and completed 83% of his passes and led the Colts on scoring drives on his first three possessions of the game uh, against the Houston Texans. So you still feel confident about you know the Colts' chances to win this football game. It's just going to look different schematically and aesthetically compared to Anthony Richardson if Gardner Minshew's out there. In voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, he's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. He and many others will board a plane. To head to Baltimore tomorrow afternoon, and our coverage will begin Sunday at 10 a.m. Matt, a couple of guys that I didn't really mention too, too much, and I guess it's a bit understandable given the storylines exiting that Week 2 win in Houston, but a couple of young guys that I did want to just kind of give a hat tip to. Um, I thought a really nice rookie debut for Will Mallory, the fifth-round pick out of Miami. I mean, he missed a lot of time. We're talking Juju Brents-type time he missed in the offseason. You know, fastest 40-yard dash of any tight end at the Combine. He's got family ties. Obviously, the Mallory last name. I know he was on with John earlier this week. I thought a couple nice catches for him. Uh, And then Josh Downs, who's certainly much more of a household rookie with the amount of, I think, anticipation that's been around him. We saw him a lot produce at a pretty high level. Uh, But to me, when you're talking about young skill guys, you're talking about potential to have some building blocks with Anthony Richardson moving forward. Downs is a name that we certainly know, but I'm curious to watch more of Mallory here moving forward. Yeah, I thought both guys were tremendous in Houston. You're exactly right. I mean, Josh Downs, is, uh, he, he's going to be a big part of this offense. And I think, you know, third in those, you know, those money downs on third down, right, those in-between uh, down and distances in terms of it doesn't really favor the offense or the defense, third and five, third and four, that's where Josh Downs is coming into play. And I know Rick really agrees with me on that as well. I mean, we're, we're sitting there looking at each other uh, in Houston on those third and shorts. Like, this is – these are Josh Downs' downs. You know, get, get him the football, uh, you know, over the middle, yards after the catch, move the sticks. That's definitely where he comes into play. And really excited for Will Mallory, you know, that the Drew Ogletree injury opened the door for him, and he was able to come in and capitalize on it. He had that big, you know, 43-yard catch, which, by the way, that's the longest uh, play from scrimmage so far this year for the Colts. A little bit of a busted coverage, but – Hey, you take him no matter how you can get him. And, and Mallory uh, slipped through the defense, and, and uh, Gardner Minshew put it right on the money. He also had another six-yard catch for a first down on a contested ball, tight window throw from Minshew in the third quarter. So you feel really excited about where both guys are. You feel excited about their futures in Indianapolis. And I got a feeling both of them are going to be mainstays here for a, for a long, long time, building a lot of chemistry with, uh, with the quarterback, Anthony Richardson, um, and you're right. It's exciting to see, you know, the metrics play out. You know, the combine and the you know the athletic traits you know translate in a game in a regular season, especially with Mallory getting his first chance to go out there and show what he can do. Um, he's a deceptively good, I think, run blocker. 
but uh, the versatility in the passing game is what the Colts are trying to exploit, and uh, hopefully we see more of that coming up this weekend. All right, Matt, you were mentioning that no longer you are on the sidelines. Your sideline reporter, Lara Overton, did send a text during this interview. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's my problem now, Mate. (laughs) If Jim Cantori shows up at MT&T Stadium, I'm deuces. So if we get a Cantori signing on Sunday afternoon, you might not have Lara Overton, okay? I mean, we, we've all been there. I, I've, I've had multiple instances. Where oh, I, boy. Uphill <laughs> both ways to school. Here we go. Oh, come on now. I, I've, had, I've had a lot of instances where I'm thinking, all right, what am I doing with my life right now? Sitting here on, on a sideline getting pounded by snow, pounded by rain, or it's an early season game in Jacksonville or Miami, and I'm sweating bullets. Uh, you know, losing 20 pounds on the sideline. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. <laughs> we've all been there. Well, that that particular it's water weight. Thing. It's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, you know that that just comes with the territory, I suppose. But there's nobody tougher than Lara Overton. She will no. find a way. She's like. She's like Meryl Hodge. She will find a way on the sideline to persevere. Meryl, Meryl Hodge reference. Unbelievable. Terrific by Matt Taylor. Yes, uh, D1 athlete, high-end D1 athlete, Larry Overton, that is, on the sideline. Of course, Rick Venturi and Matt Taylor in the booth. Maytay, always enjoy our Friday chats. Safe travels to Baltimore, and uh, we'll be yep. listening on Sunday. Yep, likewise, boys. Andy, good luck tonight. Have fun. Appreciate uh, it, man. Mark- Mark, shoot him straight, and Kevin, uh, go Irish, right? Thank you. There you Thank go. you, Matt Taylor, right there on the Payless Liquor. Well, wishes all around right there. I know. He sounded a little reluctant <laughs> with that final one. <laughs> he did, yeah. He did. Diehard IU football fan, Matt Taylor. Yeah, well. So he'll get his Akron fix in from the hotel if he wants to. If Big Ten Network airs, I guess it should air in Baltimore, Maryland, isn't that? I, I, I guess bring up an app I somewhere. It, it'll be on something. I, I'm surprised there. I thought we were contractually obligated to ask him about the Reds at the end. Well, that's a good point. Well, yeah. I guess we've Surprise. got next Friday. Yeah, gosh, we always have next Friday. Will we have next Friday though? <laughs> I guess we'll have to. We'll have to see what happens this weekend. I feel like both Cubs and Reds fan bases are be sweating this next week. Yeah, it is. You know, funny. I think at this time of year, I've, I've been in like college football stadiums in the mid to late September, and they do the announcing sometimes of the baseball scores. <laughs> and it is funny to hear like Midwest fandom and the moans and the groans that yeah. come with. Oh, the Cardinals have done this, or the Cubs have done this. Well, it's or, very split. I mean, you have Cubs sure. fans, Cardinals fans, Reds fans. Yeah, and sadly, the Reds in the postseason haven't really gone together much. Man, those as of late, those Buffalo, those winter Buffalo. Ooh, being on the sideline for those games, not a job I would want. Well, I, uh, I believe Matt Taylor was on the sideline for Bills-Colts 2017, and that was the, gosh, what did they call it? They called the snowstorm something specific, you know, some so you know now you know cyclone or bomb, right. you know whatever these weather terms. Cantori it's like a out polar here. vortex or something some, like that. Snowvertime, something the, along the, those the lines. The snowball also referred to as snowvertime. That's what they called Colts Bills. Yeah, two thousand December tenth, two thousand seventeen. Now I think Venetari's kick in that game to force it into overtime. I think that is the best kick of his career. Now I get that. The Raiders game, the tuck rule, that kick met more and obviously was in inclement weather. Certainly the Super Bowl kicks speak for themselves. But just the worst conditions you could imagine. Yeah, Vinatieri making that extra point. I think it was an extra point. Maybe it was a field goal to force that game into overtime. But that was absolutely horrific. It was, yeah, it was lake effect snow. Uh, 
do you remember who the who the Bills third string quarterback was in that game? This guy kicked around the league, I mean, for a decade. He might be on a roster. He might, hell, he might be the New York Giants quarterback at the end of the year. Do you remember who it it's was? It's not Peterman, was it? Joe Webb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe it, Webb. It was, I feel like was, he's coming in, like, playoff games for teams before. Yeah, it was Joe Webb, and then the quarterback for the Colts, obviously, was Jacoby Brissett, who, in a different life, I think I could have beat in a foot race. Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the foot rate. I think the 40-yard dash between Peyton Manning, Phillip Rivers, and 2022 Matt Ryan would be oh something to watch. Oh, my God. You know, I'll take crawling Matt, Max yeah, Bowen as the fourth. I, I'll take Matt Ryan last in that. When do you want to? Have you tweeted out the Max Bowen pick No, yet? I think I might do okay, it right after the show. Do, yeah, okay. So you don't want to say on the show, then? You want to have well, that be sure, a, I get, a know, 10 we, o'clock we, thing, we, which we, is we, fine. Yeah, we don't. maybe I'll... I'll say it after the pop quiz. Okay. Freebie Friday. Fair yeah, enough. I know we've got an yeah, audience that certainly is not addicted to Twitter like you or I, so totally get that. Um, it is Freebie Friday. That means a Jiffy Lube oil change for the pop quiz. Yesterday, we went 0 for 5, correct? Yesterday was as bad as it's been since I've been here. Yes. Was it Steve, I yeah. think, yesterday? It was it not was good. reminiscent of the Bears Day from mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Yeah, but they, but they, we, they hugged. It's okay. It's so get one right, yeah, and hugged. you'll be looking pretty good. One. One. <laughs> now, again, if you are going off of answers, I think the first three are extremely doable. The last two? Yeah, good luck. I don't know. <laughs> the last one's a house. It's name, never good still. when it's baseball and Scotty starts him out 30 years ago today. <laughs> No, never good. Which honestly is kind of on the yeah. recent end from it, some it of really, It really is, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Andy was probably ho- hoping he could get a little bit more in the past last night watching his Giants <laughs> against the 49ers. So let's lead off the final morning checkdown of the week with what happened on Thursday Night Football. The morning checkdown. Omaha! 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 On 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. You want me to talk about this yeah, game? Yeah, this is your you, team. You just, point, you just pointed at me. Uh, 30-12, the final there. The Niners were just great. In fact, I even looked uh, on a fantasy football league. Uh, it's a pretty good, some pretty good money on it. The guy had everyone. He had Purdy. He had McCaffrey. He had Debo. He had oh, Debo, boy. and he had the kicker who had 12, 13 points as well. So I'm sunk, and it's Friday morning. So Eesh. there's one Ugh. league I'm in, which shows oh. you the state Eesh. of my team. This is probably the most intelligent league I'm in, though. Um I, I rotate three quarterbacks, Purdy, Baker, and Garoppolo. Did you start, did oh, you start okay. Purdy? Oh, you yeah. started Purdy. Okay. okay, well, no, you did. That's, that's good. Now, that's I was a little nervous General there. manager. The, the Debo touchdown late was big, but that's not a great – I get to my roster every week, and I'm like, why did I think this was a decent idea during the draft? And here I am debating Purdy, Mayfield, <laughs> and Garoppolo every week. I feel like Jimmy G is easily third in that list. Yeah, I think you so drop. Far. I think you drop Jimmy D. Uh, well, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, and get somebody else. So this is a little bit my thought with Jimmy G. They're going to be down against like the Chargers and Chiefs. That I'm going to get fourth quarter sloppy fantasy mm-hmm. points. Okay. Okay, I mean, yeah, he's Garbage also like touchdown. Stafford had all those years yeah. with the Lions, where he would just oh, yeah. throw for twenty touchdowns in the fourth uh, quarter. I, listen, I've and been there. Boom! You right. backdoor your way into a great quarterback week. <laughs> now, Andy's are there looking. any available on the waiver wire in that league that are worth nah, looking at, or no? The Zach Wilsons of the world. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's okay. not pretty at all. Uh, all right, college football tonight up at Ross A. The Boilermakers of Purdue taking on the Badgers. I think I'm with you on that one, Andy. You said six. Six and a half, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's hovering five and a half, six, six and oh, a half. Boy, I would you could buy a half point somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Wisconsin really hasn't like been good. Come on. That's what I'm saying. 
Come and on. I know Purdue defensively, you know, last week, an abomination. Basically, when they've been at home this year, it's been really rough on the defensive uh, side of things. So we'll see if Ryan Walters can get that figured out again. The first Big Ten game for the Boilers. The Hoosiers have their last non-conference game of the year. It is the Zips of Akron, coached by Joe Moorhead, former Mississippi State coach. Uh, our coverage will begin at 6.30 on WIBC. And then, of course, tomorrow night in South Bend, is the, it's the Irish of Notre Dame taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes College Game Day and company in South Bend for this weekend. How much you celebrate when they get the W? Is that a shirt off running around the yard situation, or what are you doing? Yeah, it's certainly, um, yeah, remove clothing, but... As Andy pointed out, at Duke, at Louisville, home to USC coming up. You can't, yeah, you can't, you can't, you know, win on Saturday and lose to Duke. <laughs> Even though they're a top twenty-five team, you don't what want to lose to Duke. What would be better for the resume: beat Ohio State at home or lose to a quality Ohio State team, but then like take care of business the rest of the way. Are you of the quality uh, loss? Don't lose to mediocre, or no, are you? It, it's, of- it's the latter. Is it, isn't it the latter? If you lost 24-23 right. on Saturday, and, Ohio State runs the and, table. and then you dog-walked, you know, Louisville back-end top 25 team, Duke top 25 team. I think Clemson, at Clemson, the end of the year, there'll be a top 25 team. Maybe some someone else in there. Well, of course, USC would be one of those. Yeah, so, yeah, huge. I would, that would be your only pivot if Notre Dame loses close on Saturday. Now, if they get blown out 30-10, to 10, that's a different discussion. But if they were Let's to lose close... Yeah, if they were to lose close close and you would still have four games I think against top 25 teams the rest of the way I think that's a conservative number maybe four teams welcome to my reality come midnight here uh, just on qu- Saturday yeah just quickly I mean we didn't mention this Bryce Young uh, not playing Andy Dalton so you look at Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson already week three these guys are going to be missing the game we think Richardson misses a game and then big news in the NFL as well I mean the Cowboys lose uh, Trayvon Diggs for yeah, the season. ACL. I mean, that's a big that's loss. That's my Super Bowl pick, by the I, way. I know it is, and he's one of their... I mean, he's a little bit boomer bust. He'll get beat some, but he also can get a pick and take it back to the house. Well, and think about the biggest rival in that division and the wide receiver duo of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I mean, they went out, and I thought the trade for Stephon Gilmore was brilliant, but you know, you're thinking a duo there of Gilmore and Diggs, and at 33 years old, you need Gilmore to be as healthy as he was for the Colts last season so yeah that was a big big injury yesterday lastly to set you up for major league baseball three series left in the regular season the wild card picture in the nl looks like this you have the phillies in first at three games you have arizona in second up two games now and in the final wild card spot it is the chicago cubs in third the marlins technically tied with the cubs but they're in fourth and a half game back would be the cincinnati Reds. Uh, did you guys catch what I guess is described as a first pitch by Stephen A. Smith last oh, night? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> I, I did. That was the same day he told baseball fans to shut up, and I'm like, oh boy, that was. Andy said he was going to throw like heat, like he was George W. Bush. I, I thought it was it was a cricket pitch <laughs> by him, where it has to bounce, right? I mean. Have you done that in, I have like, not, like at an Indians and, game or anything? Have you no, done that? I, I, I've not. I've had some Pacer halftime performances that have been feast or famine. I, I think I like 
I watch them and I think in my mind like I talk a big game, but then no, I'm like, oh, no, I'd man. skip it. I'd skip it. Now really? I, I don't think I'd be as bad as Stephen A. But you got to toe the rubber. Yeah, I, I think he. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. I think my my thing. Oh, you know Just what? I'll miss go back. High, right? I wouldn't skip it. Yes, that's what I would do. I would overcompensate. Sure. So much uh, that I would probably you know sling it a few feet high. I'd love yeah. I'd love to do that. I was promised for years. The Louisville Bats game. Yeah, the Louisville Bats game that I was going to do it. And it never happened. It never happened. Hmm. So I'm calling them out. <laughs> On Indianapolis from, from, radio. From an hour and a half away. That's that, a big, that's that'll a, show them, KB. That's a big rivalry, Indians-Bats. They're going to clip, clip this audio and Go send it and down 65. You damn right they better. I'd like to do that. I'd like to. How do I get the Pacers halftime? How well, do I get to can, do we, that? We, we can make that work. Uh, you human throws? Uh, human bowling we did once. And uh, <laughs> and uh, what's what's the game? Knockout. Oh, yeah. knockout's Human the bowling, game. good. Knockout, not good by no- yours truly. Actually, knockouts. your guy was in it, Paris Campbell. Was he really? How many catches for Paris last night? Oh, he had a couple. He what hasn't done Darren, anything. Where's Darren Waller at in the Giants offense, by the way? I mean, yeah, you talk about a <laughs> brother, mystery. Brother, I, I don't have an answer. You guys are slinging questions at me like I have an answer. Oh, six for 24. How nice about that? four-yard average for Paris yeah, Campbell. That's uh, nice. All right, Freebie Friday, Pop Quiz. Scotty's in the house. We'll do that next. 317-239-1070. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Can you handle the pressure? Sharpen your pencils. It's time for the Pop Quiz with KB and Andy. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, Indiana's favorite oil change since 1985. All right, giving away an oil change, right, today? A little Friday, a little football Friday on the fan. Freebie Friday. Yeah, freebie Friday. There we go. Someone's going to some, someone's gonna win today. Someone's going to, yeah, I'll tell you what. Someone's going to do a good job today on this. I have a wow, feeling. It ain't going to be the three of us. That's yeah, sure. it's not going to be us. Someone's going to do a solid job on the pop quiz. I don't know why I feel it in my bones since yesterday was so bad. So there okay, you go. All right. What caller number do you want to do? You want to uh, pick or you want me to? Let's go with, what's a line three for the Irish? Let's go with... Uh, number three. Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim. What's happening? Guys, I can't tell you how excited I am to be on the program. Let's go, Jim. Yeah, I like, love that. See, that. see, there's some excitement. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, this is starting off very I positive. Have, I, have been, I have been a loyal listener for more than 20 years, commuting back and forth from Columbus, Indiana to Carmel. Awesome, Jim. Thank you for that. What uh, what takes you to Columbus on a frequent basis? Uh, well, I'm actually I live in Columbus. Oh, and, uh, my work is up in Carmel. Okay, what takes you to Carmel? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> I work for Theta Chi Fraternity International Headquarters. Why is there? Yeah, why is there so much Greek life, um, whatever, national chapters located in Indiana? I've, hmm. I've always wondered that. 
We get a tax break. <laughs> oh, well, say no more. There you go. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. Well, good job. Are you ready to go then? I knew a couple Theta Kai's at IU. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was. I actually uh, went to IU. Okay. Uh, and jo- that's where I joined Theta Chi back in the uh, late 70s. Um, and then I transferred after a couple of years and got my degree at Indiana State. Look at that. Jim, door-to-door, Columbus to Carmel, I'm going to say an hour and two minutes. Uh, you're really close. On a good day, it's, I can make it in a little less than an hour. Uh, going home, it's about an hour and ten minutes because of traffic. That's good for sports radio. Get it, it gets you an hour and ten minutes I in the know, car. That's what I'm talking about. Jim is a P1. Yeah, here Jim's comes, my guy. Here comes a lot of clues for Jim here. <laughs> yeah. uh, Andy, right. Andy Sweeney, you want to start things All off? All right, let's start things off, Jim. Uh, let's see, number one here. The Colts face the Ravens in Baltimore on Sunday. The Colts lead the all-time series 10-7, including the postseason, but have lost five of their last six games against the Ravens. Who was the Colts quarterback the last time they beat the Ravens. Was it Peyton Manning, Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck, or Matt Hasselbeck? Mm, uh, I'm going to say Andrew Luck. I saw this guy last night. Shockingly, we usually don't say that about him. All right, number two, Christian McCaffrey. Is he still with Olivia Munn, by the way, Christian McCaffrey? No, that's uh, she's with John Mulaney now. Really? But it was. Am I imagining things that they used no, you're to be right. together? I think that was last year, wasn't it? I enjoy. I enjoyed seeing pictures of them together. He's with Olivia Culpo now. Oh well. I, yeah. So he rebounded nicely. Yeah, that's a, quite the bounce back there. Okay, Jim. Uh, to get back on track, McCaffrey had a four-yard touchdown run, and the 49ers went over the Giants last night. Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 12 straight games, including the playoffs, to tie the Niners' record. Who else scored touchdowns in 12 straight games for San Francisco? Was it Hugh McElhaney, Roger Craig, Garrison Hurst, or Jerry Rice? Wow. Uh, Let's go Roger Craig. Don't overthink this one, Jim. Jerry Rice. <laughs> Question number three, Jim. The New York Giants are 4-1 in Super Bowls. Who was the Giants' starting quarterback in the Super Bowl that they lost? Was it Kerry Collins, Jeff Hostetler, Kurt Warner, Phil Simms? Uh, Phil Simms. Colts legend, right, Scotty? Colts legend on this one? Collins. <laughs> Boy, we are, we are helping All a lot. Right. The only touchdown, Ron Dixon kick return for the Giants in that one from Lambeth University. There you go. That was, Enough. A, that was an absolute route. Yes, it was. Um, all right, the hand-holding might have to quiet down here, Jim. Number four, Max Freed allowed a run over six innings as the Braves beat the Nationals last night. The Braves have won 24 straight games when their starting pitcher goes at least six innings, setting a major league record. Two teams won 23 in a row when their starter went six innings. The first was the household Philadelphia Athletics in 1931. Name the other. Was it the 27 Yankees, the 35 Cubs, the 71 Orioles, or the 09 Yankees? I'm going with the Orioles. Right. 71 Orioles, Cup. 
All right, there we go. Question number five. 30 years ago today, Nolan Ryan pitched his final major league game. He was 46 years old at the time. Who was the oldest player to pitch in a major league game? Was it Hoyt Wilhelm? Was it Nick Altrock? Satchel Page or Jamie Moyer? Satchel Page. All right, there we go. It's a good end. Jamie Moyer. I always thought his fastball went about 72 miles per hour, Scotty. Is that accurate? Big old lefty. When he was young. (laughs) When he was a cub. Well, Jamie Moyers, I went went to the American Century Championship like seven or eight years ago. At that point, Jamie Moyers' son was like nine years old, and he was already like going to go to IMG for golf. This dude was crushing it. He was like a 10-year-old kid. Yeah, that was out in Reno? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's crushing it, dude. Right straight. I mean, like like perfect swing. He's 10 years old, just bombing it. (laughs) Pretty good for him. Let's hope that's Max Bowen one day. Uh, As I talk like I'm uh, I'm Earl Woods. Uh, Okay, uh, that was a pretty impressive effort from Jim. Uh, A little bit of hand-holding, to be totally fair. But at the end of the day, um, what's the box score says? It says, very, very good job. Andrew Luck was right for number one. One. Jerry Rice (laughs) on two. Correct. Little coaxing, Kerry Collins. Did I miss the Kurt Warner Giants era? Yes, Kurt Warner. Yes, Kurt Warner. Yeah, he was there, uh, but you know, and then they got him out of the way for Eli Manning. Yeah, and then he went on to have his second revitalization in Arizona and did the damn thing there in Arizona. Kurt Warner had a hell of a career. It's an odd career. It's a great career, but an Satchel odd Satchel Page. Jim was all over that one. 59 years and 80 days old. Yes! So those four, all correct. Andy Sweeney, the lone slip-up, though, was number four. Yeah, the lone, uh, was it number four? Was that it? Was it the 35 Cubs? lone slip-up. Yeah, that's the last one. He had the 71 Orioles. It's actually the 35 Cubs. Jim Stapleton. The answer there. Good job, Jim. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, when you're listening an hour, we'll do anything, Jim, to keep you listening. So thank you very much for that. Safe travels each day. From Columbus up to Carmel. All right, we'll do it one final time here. The wake-up call, KB and Andy on 93.5107.5, The Fan. All right, during a, a couple breaks ago, you asked me something. I, knew, I didn't know if you wanted to bring this to air. Uh, someone tweeted you or someone in the YouTube chat asked uh, what kind of a TV setup Andy Sweeney has at the new house, how I watch, yeah. how I consume football. This came from Sean. Yeah, he was wondering what the viewing experience is like because you are, you are a big football fan. There's no denying that whatsoever. So give us a setup. <laughs> it's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. What's the TV setup looking like? Okay, so the TV setup is as follows. I'm a two-TV guy on football. I think that's fair, right? I'm a two-TV guy on football. Uh, so we'll have uh, the well the 65-inch TV, and then we have, uh, I don't know how big the other TV is. I, I, I kind of got it for free. So it's like, huh? four, it's like a 40, 45-inch uh, TV, and that okay. sits next to it. So it's a two-TV setup, and then if we need to pop on the iPad uh, or computer, we can pop on the iPad iPad or computer. I could go three TVs, but that's just a little bit too much. Who am I? Phil Steele. That is that. Remember Phil Steele? Oh, would show, yeah. JMV uh, has them on. Remember yeah, he, would, he, would, he, would, he would always show a picture of like 19 TVs in front of him. I'm like, there's no way you're watching 19 games. You're not watching Notre Dame and Ohio State in Central Michigan all at the same time, okay? <laughs> but no, I'm a two TV guy and then you got the you got the iPad that's always there. And now, given that, the, given that YouTube has YouTube TV has the rights 
it, it now everything's kind of synced up, and here's what I mean. The Colts on the big screen on yeah. Sunday, okay? And then on the other, you know, 45, 50-inch TV, whatever it is, you got you got the red zone. Now, I had the problem because I, of course, had a login because I didn't have DirecTV other years. You know, I had a buddy give me the login. He's a Cowboys fan, so he doesn't really watch the NFL. He's just a Cowboys fan. You, you know how those guys are. Sure. Uh, you know how those guys are. So he would give me his login, but the problem would be I had, you know, the coax. I had Spectrum. Ah, so, okay. so, right. so the red zone was like kind of like 30 seconds behind. But now with YouTube TV, it's all at the same time, if that makes sense. Sure. So I'm not so having... you with your emotions. Yeah, well, I'm not having a game spoiled. If I'm watching the Colts game on, uh, you know, if I was watching the Colts game streaming and Red Zone was coax cable, you're going to get the update on the Red Zone, you know, maybe a minute before you see it live on YouTube TV. Now I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about syncing things up or delays or anything like that. So, no, I'm, I'm Red Zone. Boom, Colts on the other. And then, you know, college football, no. It'll be, probably it will be two game. you know, two, two games and then the iPad. YouTube does have where you can do the quadrants, the four games. But, you know, sometimes, you know, Central Michigan, Michigan State or something like that is the fourth game I don't care about. So, Saturday, there's a lot of flipping. Sunday, it's pretty simple. Red zone, big game on the big screen, and let's go. Let's play some football. Now, I'd say give it about two years, and I think one of the screens might be a bluey or uh, we are big Mm -hmm. Peppa Pig fans. Super Kitties is taking over our house at the moment. Super Kitties. Is that on the horizon? That's on Disney Junior. (laughs) By the way, Mark dropped on us today. He's going to Disney soon. Uh-huh. No, he's going Mark. in October and December. Yeah, good for you, which Mark. is like huge news for the show. I mean, good We've for been you. A few times already. Prayers for Mark as well on that. It seems like there's a lot of you have to get up early, you have to be there early, you have to have like you have to have like a game you have plan, to have good like shoes. Sh- yeah, you have to have a game plan good though, padding. like Shane Steichen. It's probably good weather though, Mark. I mean, yeah. seriously, good good time to go. I mean, it shouldn't be too too hot. I should would, be I good bet, weather. Bet, what is it? Mid to late October, you're going. I mean, it's going to be 50 degrees here. Trying to convince Ash. <laughs> that like when we go in October maybe try to go to a Rays playoff game because I'm assuming you know that might be happening so you can hit up Trisha Whitaker I know I know that's all right, so Disney tr- action. Going to hit up Trisha Whitaker. Hey, I uh, haven't had John in a couple years. Wondering if you had. When have <laughs> you had her on with the She's last in this, year. When they, they know they started the season what eight and zero, and then they ca- she came on our show and yeah, they lost yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> kind of jinxed them. Is she still doing the Apple stuff on Friday yeah. night? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Apple action for her. All right. Um, again, we'll continue to get you set up for today. I will be out at Colts practice here in about in what two hours? What, I guess. What do you expect from now? Pro- probably nothing. Richardson, yeah. red jersey, same thing. Yeah. I, it, again, I don't expect him to play. Um, you know, obviously, if he's practicing, he still has a chance for what it's worth. And ultimately, if he is practicing, it's a good sign for next week. If you're looking ahead to the Rams game, and you know it, it is a home game, but you know the Ryan Kelly injury is huge. I'm, yep. I'm going to harp on that Kenny, Kenny Moore, Moore thing. Yeah, the right? Kenny Moore the Kenny one's Moore a big deal too. Really big. When you consider the youth in your secondary, how that group played last week, what Zay Flowers has done. We know Mark Andrews is an absolute beast. You know, eleven for 
147 uh, last time the Colts and Ravens played. Two huge touchdowns in the fourth and a two point two two point conversions as well. So a lot to watch on the injury report for that. Uh, good luck. Continued good luck with yeah, Mason and thank everything. You. Yeah, everything's Hopefully going great. Continues to gain some weight. Yep, and can come on home. And uh, good luck with the in-laws tonight. To echo what Matt Taylor said on that, and probably turn off your mic, Andy, what, if you have any what comments. A, what a wild that. Friday night. Uh, well, you got football to watch. A <laughs> yes, lot of it yes. tomorrow. The Purdue game. Andy Sweeney. I am Kevin Bowen. Mark Dykton, of course. Thank you to everybody for tuning in all week long. Matt Taylor and Greg Rakestraw interviews will be up on the podcast. Enjoy the great weather. Enjoy the football. Talk to you on Monday.